Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. Today is an awesome one. I'm welcoming my good friend, Ashley Simone Knight, back to the Turmeric and Tequila mic to do our annual podcast, uh, Year in Review 2020. As you can imagine, this is It's a heavy conversation. It was a heavy, intense year in 2020. We cover everything from COVID-19 to racial tensions and Black Lives Matter, um, everything around the election, all of it. So it's a heavy conversation, and we managed to end the conversation on a gracious note of gratitude, uh, talking about humanity and some of the silver linings that have shown and shined through in 2020. Bring on 2021, you all. Uh, But enjoy this. Thank you, Ashley, and we will see you all in the new year. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I cannot believe it's been a year. Uh, it's it's like the saying, the days are long and the weeks are fast or something like that. 2020 was... It feels like it went by fast, but then I think about it, I'm like, oh, it was a long ass year. Uh, but I'm excited. We have our annual year in review uh, situation with the Ashley Simone Knight. Hello, Ashley. Welcome to TNT again. Hello. Hello. Good to be back. Good to see your face. I know. It's been too long since you've been on Turmeric and Tequila. I don't know what the hell's going on here. I know. I mean someone's been busy that's really good i know well both of us uh it's it's just been you know one of those years but as you know ashley is an entrepreneur she's an all-around badass she's a a model an esthetician um and she runs a full-time job so she's out there making moves uh you always want to check out ashley's uh esthetician business for your eyes only she was responsible for my brows lashes and um probably diminishing her IQ for our two hour sessions of beautiness <laughs> for all of our in-depth conversations that go hours on end. Um, but shoot, do, okay. So we're going to jump right in. Cause we have Ashley and I were chatting earlier today and we started to kind of go through what happened in 2020. And again, it's like, you know, but then I still, I just went through like this timeline of events and it's pretty unbelievable that right off the bat like January 1 we you know have a whole situation happening and like the virus is announced um so yes first things first let's pour it up and I'm sad I can't be an imposter today I I actually this is a sparkling um probiotic something we're not getting paid so we're not gonna do full shout out here but uh, it's not alcohol cheers my friend friend. yes my mom and I drank all the tequila yesterday, so we are doing the cleanse today. Uh, so Ashley's going to hold down the party for us. I can hold down the fort. Also, this glass was my great uncle's. Dude, it? that's pretty. Isn't that pretty? Yeah. Be careful with yeah. it. I know, I'm <laughs> Do not serve that to me when I'm at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Get out the Hello Kitty plastic cup. Plastic cups, plastic cups. There'll be nice plastic cups. Funny story. I don't know if we said this in the last one. We'll jump in, but Ashley had her Christmas party two years ago, a year ago. Was it last year? Last year. (laughs) OMG. Okay. Well, anyways, we have a couple humans on with us. Let's give them a a couple waves. 
I am rusty at the live. So hello humans. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Um, we asked her was having a Christmas party and I was like, yo, I'm on my way. Do you need anything? She's like, yeah, I need some small drinking glasses. And I was like, like, I don't, and it didn't register in my mind, like solo cups or something like, duh. And so I just went and grabbed whatever small cups I had in my house. And one was like this, like plastic, like it's one of my favorite cups, but it's like a plastic Hello Kitty drinking glass. And I think I gave you like two or three rando glasses that were like plastic, but I don't know. I didn't, it was, we misfired. Oh, because two of those cups were to-go cups so oh yes that's right mcdonald's to-go cups dude i kept it real classy for you i'm glad we were good friends by then so you knew the truth (laughs) dude what's funny is i actually use those more than i do like all my nice like gifted starbucks cups that i got like for coffee i'll reuse like my old mcdonald's coffee cup because it's easier and i don't know it is easier i I feel you did did you ever things like this good yes thank you and noted i'm like i said we're gonna keep that away especially if it's another christmas party okay. for my friends and me yes um all right so we're gonna go in and i gotta be 100 on this cast because i you know we always try and keep it real but we always find the silver lining in the positive and there is just not a lot of positive things this year like it's pretty it's in depth so we're gonna like keep a smile as we go through this because uh it's real and we'll, we'll dig in as you know but it was it's kind of a bummer that there is like we cover some sports winnings and stuff but other than that it's just like disease and protesting and you know a bunch of people getting called out i would invite everybody to recognize excuse me some of the patterns that are happening like as i was reading through this that was pretty unbelievable uh to see from January, like this, obviously disease and race and COVID, um, but the amount of men that are getting called out for sexual harassment and like notable powerful men, um, companies that are kind of taking a a right turn, like there was just disruption in so many different angles and it it continued to happen throughout the year. So uh, let's jump in. I have January 1, US troops fire tear gas and rubber bullets at protesters, supporters of an Iranian backed militia at the US embassy in Baghdad, Iraq. President Trump says Iran will be held accountable. A day earlier, the Chinese government announced it was an investigation uh, of an outbreak of respiratory illness in the central city of Wuhan. That was January 1. Um, and what's what's notable there really quick, and I'll, I'll let you jam, uh, it, it, the fact that they even talk about the rubber bullets and everything before the virus, which I'm not saying either one is a priority, but it's so, it's interesting to see that that was secondary news and now to see how it controlled our entire 2020. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, Right. Well, I just think it's very interesting how it's been played down still to this day. And yet we're still going through it, like make yeah. it make sense. Yeah. We like to say it, it, man, we're still in that notion. Um, so January 6th, U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Issues, first travel warnings for Americans visiting China. So a week later, they, all they did was issue a warning. And I don't know, I don't remember, I mean, January, I don't think any of us really paying attention. I don't remember really hearing about it. I do remember like January, February, like February-ish hearing about the virus because I had two friends that were going to go work in China and they were going to be teachers and the whole thing got canceled because of it. Wow. Yeah. And the conversation was still like, oh, it's not going to get here. It'll never get here. And I was like, don't we have people going to China every single day? Like, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, and going to and coming from, you know, yeah. that and, you know, 
I had heard about, we'll kind of get to around like my birthday because, you know, my birthday's in January. But on my birthday, my aunt was not feeling well. And she had jokes saying like, oh, I have coronavirus. And I was like, girl, what the hell is that? (laughs) That's that's how bad it was in America. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. But, you know. Well, I mean, it wasn't too long. Actually, my, I can't even remember. My mom came over late February and I, we know she had it and I got it from her and I think I gave it to my dad. So we had it very early on and I even ended up like passing out. And I was, I remember they woke up the next day being like, oh my God, something is not right. And at this point, you know how you get sick, you know, you feel, and this was just something like I had never felt before. And I was out for like a good two weeks. Um, and I remember calling like the digital doctor and saying, you know, I, I have, you know, cognitive issues. Like I can't smell. I, I pass out. I never pass out. Uh, right. and they're like, no, that's not COVID. Those aren't, those aren't reported symptoms. And flash forward like two weeks, it's exactly what it was. Um, so craziness. Yeah. I am. I think we might've had it around the same time because I got it after I came from Vegas in early January. And okay. so, you know, here like I just felt like super weak I didn't really have a cough like the normal ways of like having like the flu or a cold weren't really happening I was like I don't know what's happening to me but I think I'm dying so and I was sick for about three weeks Oh, okay. Yeah. It's affecting people differently. I think I felt it fully for two weeks. Like I didn't go to the gym. Thank goodness. I think I did early on what I didn't know, but then once it got so bad, I was just so tired and I couldn't breathe and blah, blah, blah. Um, do you, were you kind of glad you got it? So you had some like immunity or some sort of like relief that it had already gone through your system? Um, not necessarily because I, I, I'm still afraid of like catching it just because like they still have that if you already got it, you can't get it again. So I'm still kind of like, mm, where's your mask? Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. But more of like a, like, at least I knew what, what was going on because I could, I had no idea what was going on with my body. I was yeah. like, oh my God, I'm dying. This is ridiculous. Cause all of the symptoms I felt, I never felt before. I've never felt so drained and so weak. Like getting out of bed was tiresome. Mm-hmm. I've never had respiratory issues. Like breathing was a problem and that's never been a problem for me like I don't have asthma or anything like that so that was very very bizarre well I mean like I said as you get older you know how you get sick like you know when you have strep throat or food poisoning you kind of experience most things at this point so you know it it was weird just like you and I so I'd have these symptoms and I'm like what the hell is going on like I know this is I I I did kind of have some relief that I had had it and I I knew what it was and now I you know I hypothetically had some immunity to it moving forward and of course it didn't change behaviors regarding masks or anything like that but I was a little bit glad the only kickback was I've actually noticed this and I, I wanted to pull some of my like friends that work in the neurosciences like um Rachel uh from um oh my gosh no, uh, neuro performance. Holy cow. See, this is it. And because I think I have like delayed cognitive recall and it's not the tequila because we're not drinking today, um, in things. And I've talked to other people and they're like, I've noticed that as well. And I'm like, that's crazy because it's, I mean, literally it's noticeable. Like, you know, when you can't think of somebody's name or something crazy, I, I don't, I don't know if they're associated. I can't wait to see what the science comes out around it, but I definitely think it was a piece of the puzzle. Oh, oh I think so too. For sure. Like, like I feel the same way as you, like just cognitively just been a little bit on the slower side. Yeah. And I'm just like like I'll mid sentence and I'll be like, Well, I don't know what I was gonna say to you, but 
you know, here we are now. <laughs> I know. I'm like, am I like turning into my parents and they're like, you know, that one famous guy with hair. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm going to need one more detail to like pull this, pull this within the context. Um, craziness. Okay. Uh, this is, I guess, sort of a private or a private sort of a positive, uh, January 8th, Prince Harry and wife, Meghan Markle announced plans to step back from duties as, uh, members of the British royal family. Do you, I know we talk about this, but do you follow them at all? Do you actually care? Um, yes, I do. Okay. I really, I follow more of like, I've, I'm more of like a history buff. So I like, I like more of like their past not necessarily their future like I don't really care about what they're doing present time to be sure. honest the past is very fascinating to me I do watch the crown on Netflix oh, that I gotta watch that Woo, girl you gotta catch up because okay. this season that came out this year they uh Diana comes into play I saw that and it looks like her just right. like her <laughs> I really saw weird I saw some of their like interviews on not Jimmy Fallon, but some talk show. And I was like, oh my God, they really, and, and Charles looks like him. Uh, I've Charles, never been. True, yeah. Everything. Where are you finding these people? Uh, they're out there, man. They are everything. out there. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess they are, but I don't know. Uh, it's it, uh, yeah I don't know I've never really followed them I, I do think it's fascinating how much people really do care and I've heard that Americans care more than the English care and which doesn't surprise me uh because we simple out here but um I don't it, the, the attention and I'm I'm curious I'd like to see you know they're this these young humans taking on this traditional space and doing it their way they're going to start a podcast they just did, did a big deal I think it was a Spotify one of them, uh, major money. So it's going to be interesting. They did a deal, I think with Netflix to do some sort of video portion on stuff. So it's going to be oh. really curious to me how they change what the Royals stand for, or, you know, how uh, they're perceived to be, or how much of the truth comes out from the past. Like uh, if somebody writes a book or uh, I don't know. That's what I'm interested in. And so like, that's why you have to watch the crown because regardless if the royal family wants the truth to come out like some truths that you didn't know about them they put on the show and like it right. it may be sensationalized but the things that are truths are really messed up truths yeah like hmm you gotta watch it. We gotta talk about uh, it. No, I'm, I'm in. I'm in for it. Maybe we can do a whole cast around it because I do think it's really okay. interesting. And they, I guess Netflix had to put out like some official P PSA saying, this is not real. This is our version. But I'm thinking like, yeah, right. What if a lot of it actually no, is? It's sensationalized. It's sensationalized. Yeah. But, they, but like, there's like one episode, like, I just don't want to spoil it for you, but there's one episode, like, what it's sensationalized, but what happened yeah. is true. Yeah. And what they to parts of their family is super messed up. Oh, I, like, but that's I don't, I don't look at the same. I think art inspires reality and reality inspires art. So I don't know, like we're gonna say it's sensationalized, but mm, I think the creativity is coming from somewhere. I agree. Like, I think at the end of the day, they, I don't know. I, I mean, all families are dysfunctional. So I put nothing past those people, especially if they're like cooped up and Oh God, I know they're up to some mess all times well, of the day. There's just so much pressure to be a certain way. And I mean, I can't think of having like that idea, like every time you go out, you have to look and dress and act and like, especially the women, man, it's prim and proper in certain clothes. And like, there's all these rules to like etiquette, like don't bring your McDonald's cup to dinner. I'm like, Ooh, I'm out. So <laughs> that's going to be a problem. <laughs> I mean, 
we definitely would get like a, a hard no thank you if we asked to be part of the royal family oh but yeah yeah <laughs> but are we missing anything no. no are we like cooped up can't do like what our passions are no yeah it's, it's are a we G-O. like i mean it still begs the question i think i'm interested in british history so much because i wonder why they still have a monarchy yeah. what do they do I- they don't do anything they don't do anything to support the nation and then like i mean i could go down a whole rabbit hole with this but i think it's very fascinating that all of the men in the family go into some form of their military because they want to still like show that like oh they're important like oh like we have like some claim like fam anybody can be in the military yeah (laughs) well i heard i did hear this i don't know if it's not true or true or false um that they when they did serve they didn't get special treatment but i still think like how safe are you are they really sending them onto the front lines it's still strategic that's what i would that's what i would think and i don't follow any of it so we'll lean on on your two cents here because i got other than like the promos on netflix i think that they are intense on saying don't give me special treatment and they probably don't get it great for them but at yeah. the end of the day like you're still doing it for a reason because uh when you think of prince charles he never really wanted to go into what do you do the navy like i don't see well, him as a fighter in general man well he's old now but he was a scrawny little boy he was all <laughs> sensitive and just like wanted a hug from his mom and his mom don't hug like whatever oh. do they they show all this in the crown yes <laughs> oh okay okay i love all of it all right we're, we're leaving them behind uh january 15th the house of representatives representatives votes uh to send its impeachment articles against president trump abuse of power and obstruction of congress to senate so this was what was so curious to me and looking at this is like january like we literally had foreshadowing of what the entire freaking year was gonna look like i didn't remember a lot of this did you recall I, this I, so this year has been so long. I thought that happened last year. Oh, fair. Okay. I couldn't remember when I just, I didn't, I didn't realize this all was just literally happening in January. But it feels like January feels like so long ago. Facts. Yeah. Oh God. So we kind of had our first like taste of what was to come January 20th the first case of coronavirus a 35 year old Washington man who uh returned from China days earlier is reported in the U.S. so that was January 15th our first reported case of coronavirus I'm sorry January 20th that's insane yeah right uh, January 22nd, opening arguments in the Senate. Imp- uh, impeachment trial begin in Davos, Sw- Switzerland. President Trump downplays coronavirus. We have it under control. It's going to be just fine. He tells a reporter during a press conference, China quarantines entire city of Wuhan. And now look at us. I, look, at us. look at us, Kristen. I, you know, I know. So let's like try go to house. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, I know none of us could have imagined this, but go back to your, you know, January South. And I, you know, we try to, we're open on our political stances, but like being open to all sides, do you think you would have supported a full shutdown at that point? Um, I don't think you know what you know now. Uh, mm, like not knowing what I know now. I don't know. I don't know. It's so normal, but I think I'm saying, I don't know because I think the president still would have been like very like it's fine it's fine it's fine yeah. instead of like hey this is serious now 
if you know the president was who the president we needed to be, I would say yes, shut it down because I don't want none of that shit. Yeah. But because the president is who he is, I wouldn't have taken it. I still probably wouldn't have taken it as seriously. So yeah. a, fun, a fun, fun joke. Hi, Claire, in advance. Hey. So <laughs> it was my birthday and we were um, hanging out at one of my friend's house. Shout out to Adam and Leah for hosting my birthday party. And we were sitting around talking about, you know, just what was going on in society, blah, blah, blah. And we get to the coronavirus because I told them about the joke my aunt had made like, oh, yeah, Aunt Stacy's at home because she's not feeling well. She said she had coronavirus. And everybody was like, what? And I was like, oh, well, what is this thing? And so we went down into like what coronavirus is and like how we probably will go into a shutdown foreshadowing. Okay. And then so Claire comes into play because she was like, well, wait a minute. I got some hair coming in from China. What about my bundles? And I was like, girl. Yes. <laughs> That's a pretty good Claire. Okay. <laughs> she was dead serious. Oh, I, no, I like, would be. You already know I'm on that team. A hundred percent. That still makes me laugh so hard to this day. She was like, oh, no. Am I going to get my shipment? <laughs> Did she get it? Of course she got her shipment. Oh, did, did she lice all that freaking hair? I hope that doesn't ruin it. I hope so. I hope so Claire's too. Here with us, so she good. <laughs> you need to do antibacterial dry shampoo. I'll be your first consumer. Yes. Anything coming that might have coronavirus on antibacterial shampoo. Yeah, I will never forget that. I was like, I'm sorry. Wait, we're talking about a possible pandemic. Yes. And you're worried about your uh my epic americans this is why we're all friends i i think we we officially won't be invited as, as part of the royal family or as a part of the consulting team on as far as disease control or probably anything else to do with government anything and and that's fine because yeah. you know i'm going to open you know and say hey put on a mask please dude 100% i'll stick to just having posters of myself in my background and being the most because that's what we're good at I fully support. Uh, okay. Uh, opening, oh no, 26. Oh, this was a big one. Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, and seven others die in a helicopter crash in California. Billie Eilish wins Song of the Year, Record of the Year, Album of the Year, and Best New Artist uh, at the Grammys. So let's separate those so we're not to gloss over important things, but mostly Kobe Bryant. I can't believe that was January. Holy cow. That was, I mean, hate to be that guy, but that was my birthday. Oh, shoot, you're right. Kobe died on my birthday. Oh. So I will never forget that because, yeah. you know, well, well, you know, we went out the night before and had a blast. Yeah, Turned up. That and that was the last time we went outside. That's the last time we went to a club. Was that January? I went out in March. I remember St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah, St. Patty's. Yeah, that was like controversial. And I was like, really? And now I'm like, yes, really? Like, duh. But, you know. So, yeah. So I just, I will never forget that day um, because, you know, like when you have, whenever you get like super tragic news, you think it's fake. Yeah. So when yeah. we found out, my friend at the time had told me and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And so, you know, had to go on this whole deep dive. And then the whole day was a wash, I tell you. Because, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, like when something tragic like that die, like happens, 
uh, more news keeps happening as the day goes on. So it was like, okay, Kobe Bryant has died. Okay, who was on the plane? Okay, wow, it was yeah. not just Kobe, it was yeah. daughter. Like it just kept going and it just kept getting more and more sad. And then randomly people had footage of the crash, I guess. Like my my younger cousin found footage and we were, I was like, I can't watch that. That's too much for me. But you know, Gen Z, they can look at anything. So I was I like- I guess oh, so. Like of I'm the actual plane going down? Um, I think, I didn't look at it, but I think oh. it was just like, it, it had already crashed and there was like smoke or whatever everywhere. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm not, I can't do that. No, no. Uh, uh -huh. that, I feel like that just feels uh, like you're looking at something you shouldn't see and like it just is it disrespectful. Right. I don't know if that's the right word, but kind of. Yeah, it's it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I, it was very, like feel like the whole day just felt not because of me or because it was my birthday it just felt the whole day just felt very weird and ominous like you could tell that the whole nation probably the whole world felt away like the yeah. energy was so low that day yeah I mean it was just such a huge loss and they're so young and I've, I've really felt for the multiple family members the mom dad and kid and there was just a whole yes. group of humans in one foul swoop it's you know like that's it. It's it's just it's crazy, um, to yeah. think that that's you know just how it goes. Uh, did you did you do anything special for him? Like, did you light so, a candle or anything like that? Like, I was just curious what people did. Uh, no, I I was not a Laker. I'm not a Lakers fan. So um, <laughs> also, I don't. You know me. I watch football. I don't watch basket. I don't watch. Uh, we used to. I don't anymore. I've always watched college basketball. Um, I'll go to a Nuggets game because that's fun, especially <laughs> if you're sitting in the box. Those Hell, yeah, because there's beer um, and nachos. But yeah. beer, okay, and all the snacks. So I'll watch anything if you give me alcohol and snacks. I'll watch, I'll watch Or just one of those two. Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Dude. So I didn't do anything for him. RIP to the homie. I'm, I feel super sad for his family, of course, because yeah. like everybody has family. So you don't want to see somebody else's family members tragically die. So, you know, I felt really terrible, said a few prayers for their families, but uh, no, that's, that's, and also um, I don't really have a person in sports that I would really feel that way about. Mm -hmm. um, person in sports that I'm like oh my god yes is Terrell Davis uh from the Denver Broncos okay uh mainly because he's fine as hell still to this day he's fine. <laughs> acceptable and acceptable like seven years old I thought I was gonna marry him <laughs> I was like when I grow up that's gonna be my man and then I realized you know that's probably not yeah. not okay um you never so, yeah. know you know I I mean I probably wouldn't cry if he passed away obviously you know say a few players for his family whenever the time comes hopefully yeah. not soon but um, I was talking to um, someone about this. They had asked me like, oh, how would you feel, you know, if somebody that you really liked passed away? And I, I was like, well, I would feel the way, oh God, I would feel the way if, you know, Pharrell passed away. Like, mm. we ain't even going No, <laughs> we got, we have a meeting to have. Let's well, just breathe on that one. With this man, Pharrell, yes. if you're watching, great to see you. Thank you for joining us. Big fans, love what you're doing. Um, and, uh, you know, this may, I mean, given how this year has gone, it still may be con like controversial for me to say, but I would be very, very sad 
uh, I will be very, very sad when Kanye passes away. Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. I mean, I felt I was super sad when Whitney passed and MJ, Michael Jackson, if Michael Jordan went, that'd be my other one. It was Prince that took me out. Prince. that day. Yeah. And we, we often talk about this, like separating the art from the human or even if that art is sport, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, we, we got Kanye, I think could be, yeah, we got it. You can love the art and not necessarily have to love the artist, or maybe it's vice versa. Yeah. You like, you like the artist and not his, his or her art. Uh, but right. it's, it's funny what, how we cling to some of these things and, and humans and inspirations we don't know, but yet it's still meaningful enough to like pull at the heartstrings and like kind of shift our daily, at least on the day of the, that you lose them. And they're so. still humans, they still have souls. So like, I kind of feel like when people pass away, like you feel them leaving this earth. That's how yeah. I personally feel. So well, I, felt, I felt terrible that the way that they left this earth was very, very tragic. Yeah. The impact is huge. And I, I think that's one thing about like celebrity and athletes is you aren't connected to them. It is like art and music where you, you can digest it the way you want and it can be meaningful to you in your own way. So that's what people, I, I think, always say you should never meet your hero because you'll probably be disappointed. Uh, <laughs> but it takes, it does take something out of your life. Like it takes something. My 2020 girl. <laughs> mm, facts. Uh, okay. Uh, rest up. Yeah. yeah Kobe and all the families. So Everybody else that was on that plane that was very very sad now moving on to the grammys all i have to say is this i don't know billy eilish like that so i okay. can't really i've heard a few songs they have a nice she got a few bops that's cute but to win all of them grammys i want to know who her label is who what label does she belong to and what pull does that label have with the grammy association that's yeah. what i want to know okay and then when you think and it's not just billy eilish like it's not her fault right you know there are other artists who have benefited being on certain labels because they'll get pulled with the grammy association so they can get a few grammys so what? you know i don't know if you've seen but a lot of like artists who have won grammys in the past like drake and other people are like hey this don't mean anything mm -hmm. just be great in your own way mm -hmm. so well, that's like any award. I think it's, and you got to know, art is subjective. And so I don't know how they could possibly measure one versus the other. If it's just straight up billboard, like sales, that's one thing. But then like you yep. said, there's strategic partnerships and marketing budget and people that pay, you know, to get played on the radio. I mean, there's just so many angles to it. I will say. They probably send it to Cash App, but it's still payola. Oh, for sure. And, it, you know, I think she's super talented. What I do like about it is she does write all her songs and everything's produced by her brother, Phineas. Brother. So everything they do is a hundred percent them. Uh, do I think they have great writers and some other things that come in? Absolutely. I don't, I know I don't really, want, I, I did for a minute, but I do think they're talented. No, like, don't get me wrong. I just can't really comment on her because I, I didn't fully listen to her album. I probably put yeah. it on the background, but I never really like critically listened. But I do think that she has a lovely voice. Um, I, I, like two songs where I'm like oh yeah I would put that on but I mean have I listened to Billie Eilish in the past six months no, no. <laughs> it's I like some and, of it but it's Billie Eilish may not be for me and yeah. that's okay <laughs> I liked it when it first came out Ocean Eyes I thought that was amazing yeah, no, that's but it's song that I was talking about that's like one of my favorite too I really do like Ocean Eyes and she yeah. does have a beautiful voice and but a lot of it's slower so like if I'm listening to music uh I need something that's like you know 
moving some blood here and we're getting on to like, like the next so you know yeah. Billie Eilish yeah. may not cut it for you <laughs> oh okay we're getting big up to Kobe and Billy uh January 31st President Trump bans travel from China with some exceptions Brexit becomes official and the UK begins to process the process of formally withdrawing from the European Union okay so this is 30 days later that we're banning travel this I I don't know again if I didn't know what I know now how would I feel not that I'm equipped to make these decisions anyways I do think banning travel immediately would have been like the first thing. The first thing you do, 1,000%, yeah. that's how it even got here. Yeah. You know? like, the, like pandemics happen because of travel. So sure. Okay, well, we'll keep going, but it's, it's cool to just like see, kind of note the timeline of all this stuff. I, again, I couldn't believe it was already happening in January. I thought it was like March-ish, but we were right at the beginning of the year. Um, so January bans. Okay, February 5th, the Senate acquits President Trump after voting against sub-opening witnesses, including John Bolton. Republican Mitt Romney is the only Republican to vote uh, for removal. So that's basically when the whole trial was going on, all the money, time, energy, and resources. They went to that, and he ended up being acquitted, which they knew because it was going to come down to a matter of votes. But they did have one person. I mean, you know... I don't know because Mitt Romney is not like he's Republican. He's con, but he, to me, he embodies like I'm a conservative person. I'm not a Republican. Yeah. That's how I view him. Okay. Um, like I view him as like a like a sane Republican. Like you know, people that are like super far right are like this is who I am. This is my identity. And to me, Mitt Romney comes off like, am I conservative? Yes. But am I like so staunch Republican that I just vote to just vote with the party? No. Right. But dude, so most of them do. Was, What'd which you say? Is, uh, because they embody it. Like they're like, this is my identity instead yeah. of like, what's right, what's wrong. And on top of that, you know, they, they got to keep their seats. They got to keep their, mm -hmm. well, we'll, I mean, we will talk about the election. So we will get deeper. We'll get into it. They got to keep, and that's, I mean, it's kind of just like we just said about music. You have all these strategic layers that once you go against like the, the situation, the situation goes against you. And that's not how this all works. So, and you don't want to retire early. Right. Right. So, well, and, and so many other things, you're funny business. I mean, you're scratching backs and you're get your backs getting, I mean, you're just messing up a whole system that has worked for so long until 2020. Uh, you already know what I say. Hmm. How many hands are you shaking? Deals are you making? Yeah. And I yeah. believe that of all politicians. Yeah. I don't think I, I'm not, Republicans are bad or you know uh, whoever the hell else is good like if you're that deep or like rising that high you're shaking some hands and doing some sketchy old deals and you I have to you. yeah you, you have, have to you, you have to have an ace in your sleeve because you can't you can only be so honorable unfortunately um February 9th 9th what'd you say Oh, no, I was repeating what you said. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, February 9th. I actually think this is the first sign of like some small step of diversity happening without the full situation that's coming. But Parasite, the movie, makes history becoming the first film in a language other than English to win the Academy Awards for Best Picture. The South Korean film wins four Oscars overall, including Best Director and Best Original Screenplay. So I, I so, thought I... What'd you say? Did you watch it? No, did you? yes it's really good okay is it scary 
No, 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 no. So basically the the storyline is there's this like really like uh like poor family. Like they're living like like I don't know. I think there's four of them, four or five of them. I can't remember. Okay. But there's this family. They, you know, don't have a lot of money. They're just trying to make ends meet. You know, everybody's pulling a different hustle to try, or a job to try to get through and like make sure that they all can, you know, live. And so someone goes to this very affluent household. And I think, I, I'm trying to think, were they a nanny first? Like they're a nanny first. And then the family members like, oh, I know, oh, you need this. I know somebody who does this. And then they bring another family member in and then like, none of them do what they say they do. Okay. <laughs> so they're all just like infiltrating their way into this affluent household, essentially taking over. <laughs> oh, that's not what I thought it was about at all. Girl, it's good. I was, okay. like, I was like, oh my God, talk about a hustle. <laughs> Okay, I, I I meant to watch it. I can't remember. Was was it on HBO or something? Which I didn't have, but now I do, uh, because we'd be sharing it. But I think so. I think so. Okay, um, I don't be remembering <laughs> what channel I'm watching. 2020. I don't remember. Once again, the cognitive thing we discussed yeah. earlier. We're just gonna blame COVID come on everything. Dude, I love it. But anyways, I thought it was a big thing because again, just like the music, like the strategic partnerships, the funding there, like that's a major big deal. And we we finally see uh, some non-white people in the mix, like getting notable awards and multiple notable awards multiple for their art. And, and well, deservedly so. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, and that's also, it. this is before, again, the Black Lives Matter, before all of this is coming. So now I think there's heightened awareness and companies are more open-minded, you know, which is great, but obviously we're very late. This is, yeah, this yeah. is before any of the hype really happened. So I don't know, we'll, yeah. we'll give a, a half gold star there. You know. <laughs> all right. I guess. Facts. Uh, February 11th, Bernie Sanders wins the New Hampshire primary. Joe Biden finishes fifth behind Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, and Elizabeth Warren. The WHO names coronavirus. It might be the WHO, by the way. That's the uh, team I mean, that gets so, together. No. I don't know. That's somebody's Allen. We're live. Uh, the, the WHO names coronavirus uh, COVID-19. So it's officially branded. Uh, February 23rd, this is when we start to get into it. Ahmaud Arbery is shot and killed while jogging in Georgia. Mm -hmm. February 23rd. I also didn't think that was, you know, the first killing, which clearly there was a multitude way before even 2020 January. Uh, but I, I thought like the whole situation really started later on. But this is, again, beginning of the year. We knew exactly yep. what was coming, sort of. Yep. Uh, February 24th, and we'll unpack everything around race, obviously, here in a sec. Uh, February 24th, President Trump tweets, the coronavirus is very much under control in the USA and the stock market, uh, oh, and stock market starting to look very good to me as Dow Jones falls a thousand points. <laughs> uh, let me also note to everyone, I'm not writing these. This is from the New York Post, New York Times. Yeah, I'll cite this as like we post that. it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I'm funny, but sometimes I'm not that funny. That's actually the fact. Like, like, I, I don't, I, I feel like so much has happened. And then like, when you go backwards, I'm just like, I'm speechless. Cause it's like, what? What is, what's <laughs> happening here? It's at least being honest saying, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> nope. It's full on facts claiming language of this is the truth. I'm spitting it right at you. 
gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, February 29th, the first coronavirus death reported in the U.S. Uh, the earlier deaths will be reported later. So that's February 29th. Uh, and that's what, a few weeks after the first case? So that seems like a little bit late, but obviously, yeah, we are getting, I think there, there is some handcuffs on what was happening uh, as far as the truth coming out there. Who knows? March 9th, uh, Italy places itself on a nationwide quarantine to slow the spread of coronavirus. The Dow Jones Industrial Average plunges more than 2,000 points. This is when I actually started to be like, okay, this is for serious. Like we have other countries making this. And you know, once the world shuts down, um, everybody's watching it. I actually think the whole George Floyd conversation, it was incredible to see the world react to that. So you can see how interconnected we all really are on multiple levels here. Yes. Uh, And that was March. So we're still laying out our St. Patrick's Day outfit at this point. And okay. you know what? God bless us. <laughs> Fool, foolish. March 11th, the WHO or WHO declares coronavirus outbreak a pandemic. The NBA suspended its season after the Utah Jazz Center, Rudy Gobert. Gobert? Yeah. I don't watch basketball. Uh, test positive for coronavirus. Uh, E3 2020 video game conference is canceled. Harvey Weinstein is sentenced to 23 years in prison. Tom Hanks announces he and his wife, Rita Wilson, tested positive for coronavirus. Again, freaking, this is March. Um, A mess. Reoccurring theme, too, of these dudes, these white dudes in positions of power, like, are have these really heinous sexual crimes. They're all starting to get, you know, uh, reprimanded, called out, like, th- things. You can just see this consistent line of disruption through all of these different topics. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. March 12th. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average falls more than 2,300 points after the U.S. bans travel from the Shenzhen area. I'm probably watching that in Europe. Major League Baseball suspends spring training and announces seasons will be delayed because of coronavirus. The NHL, the Major League Soccer, suspends seasons. PGA, L- LPGA, tour cancels several upcoming events. Broadway shows are suspended. So this is when the, I think the money is like, oh, crap. Like this is... Uh, I think the major points of we are truthfully disrupting our economic system, shutting all this situation and our social lives. Like you, we, I think we just really started to see how out of control of things we actually are. I, I think it's more frustrating to see that it didn't get serious until the stock market got affected or yeah. even more granular, our social lives yeah. got affected. That's what I find to be really crazy about this whole thing. Uh, no, I agree. Well, and I like, you know, again, we're my epic Americans. We kind of do live in our own world. Even if you're uh, paying attention, if you're aware, if you're woke, however you package that, you, we still, I think, naturally kind of exist right here. And we're not really paying attention until it kicks us out of our little comfort zone. You know, exactly. No exactly. easy way around it. Uh, March 13th, President Declum declares coronavirus a national emergency. Breonna Taylor is shot and killed by police in Louisville. Mount Everest and the Louvre are closed due to the coronavirus pandemic. Boston Marathon is postponed. This is when I think the pivot really starts to happen on everything's about, shit's about to hit the fan. And this- Yep, if it it hasn't already, I mean, the whole Breonna Taylor thing took me out because, you know- obviously I'm black, I'm a woman Mm -hmm. and I live alone. So what if the police decide to just not really check what apartments they're supposed to be breaking into and they shoot me in my sleep? Like that's what is 
like that really hit home. And also you think like when we were talking about um, Kobe Bryant and his family, like you think of anything that tra anything tragic that happens to somebody in a family, like what if that happened to you and your family, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think finally people, I think because it was just so like egregious, people were like, wow, like, okay, that could have been me or like, oh, what if that happened to somebody I know? Like, I think empathy was starting to slowly build during that time. Yeah. And specifically empathy for black people and the plight of black people was starting to grow when Breonna Taylor happened because I think Ahmaud Arbery, it just kind of sounded like, you know, like stuff that had happened a few years, like maybe five years prior. Cause you know, they're always, killing black men out here for no damn reason but yeah. a woman in her sleep oh we need to talk about that so i think it's starting to grow a little bit more with that story when well, she and was a police officer yeah mm -hmm. i i do think it hits home for anyone uh obviously particularly for people of color and, and women However, if you are a person by yourself or but really at this point just anyone because you you see just a woman yeah, I mean, what, but anyone that's in their house at night, then not then not knowing. I mean, I live myself, and there was a point two years ago uh, where it was the cops. But they, you know, I have two doors, and one's in the inside of my yard. They came in the yard and were banging on the other door, and there was no part of me that was going to answer that, like no way. Yeah, so I, I and I called the cops from inside my house, and they said it is an officer in the area. We've got to identified them, and then by the time I went out there, they had already left, and they were they were knocking to tell me my garage was open, which it was open because the door was broke or you know some basic. Oh. But still, I was terrified. There was no way, as a, as a single female, I'm just going to open the door to anyone. It was like 2 a.m. No. 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 no it's, and like, I don't think that people understand like that fear that you have until it happens to you or until something similar that you can draw a similarity to like that happens to you. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was unfortunate that these started to... the these deaths were happening and then it was like happening consistently uh i do think it obviously drove home the message of how much we needed to start to pay attention and really have these hard conversations that are so long overdue uh i didn't realize that ahmaud arbery um was february and then brianna was what did i just say that was uh march 13th yeah. so i mean these are these are really close together and i don't feel like i personally heard a lot about either one until george floyd like floyd like i did a little bit but then it like really came out maybe that was just my own again my my epic space but i didn't really feel like i heard started hearing about all of them until the whole situation came out around black lives matter and george floyd and everything else um which it sucks like then you look back when i was looking at this list i was like damn it was a big deal then and, but i don't feel like i heard enough about it until the whole like i want to say revolution started happening Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I was saying before, like, I don't think, and I don't think it's a malicious thing, but I think the main topic through 2020 is it doesn't matter to me unless if it happens to me. Right. I think that's been the, no matter what topic it is, that's exactly what, how people, Americans, in my opinion, think, unless if it's, something that hits home for me it's not a problem coronavirus yeah unless if it's not a problem to me it's not a problem racial injustice i.e put in if it doesn't happen to me fill in the blank that's how that's in, how in my opinion americans have been functioning and i think that 
all of 2020 has made America, specifically Americans, really reckon with how they function and how they treat people in society and in their communities. Mm-hmm. Well, I think just the awakening and being a part of a bigger system, and yeah. obviously and the whole knowing you're a part of a bigger system <laughs> and like, the systems you know, all connected, like you said before. Yeah. And an awakening of, of systemic racism and raise, raising awareness of white privilege and what systemic racism is and how it's alive and well and, and happening every single day and uh, really having to focus on how to, uh, one, have awareness, two, unlearn some of the crap that we had been learning this entire time that just straight up wasn't the truth and then recognize the truth of no, 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 this is going on. It's been going on. And this is something we need to deal with right this second because we're years, years too late. Um, so I, I, again, this is, it's just crazy to see these major points of disruption on such different levels, different topics, different angles, all converging in one thing. Um, right. so <laughs> this conversation continues, uh, <laughs> boss- right literally through the whole day yeah we're only on march so like how much champagne you got left uh march 20th worldwide corona march 20th worldwide corona di- uh, coronavirus deaths toll passes 10,000. tom brady signs a contract with tampa bay buccaneers after 20 seasons with new england irs announces tax day is postponed until july 15th governor andrew como issued a stay-at-home order for new york so this is march um yep. What, what was the date? March 20th. So like okay. late March, right. uh, you know, we're just getting into April, but that's still pretty crazy. January, February, March, so three months. And, you know, we're already at, well, worldwide was 10,000, which I'm sure it was way more than that. It was just obviously what was reported. So, you know, what else? Well, and on top of that, the deaths prior, they thought it was uh, pneumonia. Uh, and that's the thing. I that's think it was miscategorized. Because they didn't know what to call it at the time right and the kicker is there is if they if they give them pneumonia like medication that actually makes your immunity worse when it's a virus so yeah Mm. (laughs) (laughs) april 2nd uh number corona cases worldwide passes 1 million so their march 20th was ten thousand, and at april we're at 1 million more than 6.6 million uh workers file for unemployment in the u.s alone that's crazy. April 4th, yep. uh, president says, what do you have to lose in regards to taking hydroxychloroquine to treat coronavirus? Yeah. Remember, he was also like, you know, I think we can inject some bleach. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. You, I mean, do even, you want to let even, us know how it goes? Dude, even if you're joking, you don't say it. Some people won't take it as a joke. You just, it's not a time to joke. Read the room. Like, it's, it's not funny, but why are you so saying rude. that? What? <laughs> who hurt you? Uh, That's what oh, I want to know. You I mean, know who hurt Trump? Father. I would but say dad. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so now we're at April fifth. White House recommends people wear masks while in public. <laughs> April. So how did you feel about the mask wearing at first? I. Uh, oh, I hate them. Why, why would I want to wear a mask? First of all, it's like, it's just weird. And it's, I don't know. It, there's something, it's not even that's uncomfortable to me. It's just something so impersonable and like, so like, I'm afraid you're going to affect me. Like to me, it just feels like almost offensive. I don't know why. Um, but it's like, oh, I don't want your cooties. Like that's kind of how it digests to me. So 
I don't know. And while it's, it's not really that, I mean, obviously you're keeping yourself safe and you're keeping other people safe as well, but there was just something prior to me really being familiar with masks that was like, I don't want your germs. Like that's how it felt to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was mad at first, not because I didn't want to wear it because of the science behind it. People were like, oh, put a mask on your face, even if it's a cloth mask. And I was like, that's not going to do anything because if you're saying it's such a small particle, it's going to slide right out from me and into you if I happen to have it, you know? So I'm just like, what are we even doing? Just tell everybody to stay in the house. So, you know, that's how I felt about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's crazy though. I will say this, how normal it got. Like now I've, I've ran a, into, a, cause I mean, you know, I work from well, home. I'm you and the people around you. Yeah. Well, truth. <laughs> also true. If you're in, let's say the city or places where you are around humans and hopefully you're wearing, cause there are actually parts of Colorado. I had a meeting two days ago and they were like, you know, how's everything in Denver? I'm like, Oh, we're masked up at the gym at this and that. And they're like, business as usual here no mask, no nothing. And I'm like, what? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I've gone to places during this pandemic. Like, uh, we went on a family vacate, well, daycation to, uh, Lake McConaughey in Nebraska, like just hanging out kind of like a little mini camping trip. And we went to go get like food from like the nearest convenience store and nobody had a mask on. And so me and my mom walked in masked up, ready to go. And they were, we walked in and they were like, and we were like, <gasps> so it was really? an equal reaction. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I mean, it is. I, and again, if your community just else. up there every day. <laughs> Uh, but dude, the girl I was talking to was in, I hate to say it, Castle Rock. Like, oh, you're not- girl, you know, Castle not, Rock was in Castle Rock Lone Tree. They were having though that that one brunch restaurant. That I, I did up. see that. Yes, I yeah. did see that. But I didn't know the whole community was on it like that. Where have you been? I know people who live up there and they're like, it's a hoax. I don't wear a mask. My kids don't wear a mask. I want to go back to the South because of race relations. Like, fam, what? If you don't get out, <laughs> you don't beat well, it. The South can welcome you right about now. So you go. And I, I did make a Facebook post like, um, if you're so mad about like the election results and you want to go back to your country, it's not America. It's <laughs> <Nice>. Native <laughs> Americans. So uh, you might want to figure out what your lineage is in Europe yeah. and pack your bags <laughs> seriously i don't think sweden wants us in my cheap um hello kitty cups either but that's okay people want to go to sweden even if they're swedish but like get with the program <laughs> it's just so crazy to me that that's like 15 minutes from us like the, it's so different five a stone throw away and it's it, it's crazy but okay we're, we're moving forward april uh u.s becomes First uh, country report, 2,000 coronaviruses death in a single day. Uh, April 13th, IRS begins sending stimulus checks to American Americans. The 24th, U.S. passes 50,000 total coronavirus deaths. So you can just see in this, in like this month and a half, how quickly we go from like literally zero to 90 death-wise uh, infrastructure, inf in infrastructure of money. Oh, mm -hmm. Dude. It's so uh, did you get your stimulus check? I, wonder, I did. I was wondering if like people got theirs or not because there was one friend of mine. I don't think she got hers for at least like two months. 
Oh, really? Did she file her taxes right away? Usually it's people that file their tax and they did it electronically. So you get your funds electronically. You know, I didn't ask her. I yeah, there's filed electronically. I don't know how fast she files her taxes. I don't know that much about her personal life. Okay. Well, and also if you make more than get her a little 1200. Okay. I, you know, I don't, I, there was a few people that said they didn't get it, but you had to make less than 75 K and sure. you know, for people like us, if you have your business in your LLC, it could be a situation. I, there's a few angles there for the most part though. I think in talking to my friends that everybody that was going to get one, got it. That's a, yeah. Yeah. Except for my one friend that it took a while. I don't know anybody who didn't get one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was impressed. It was as quick as it was and people were getting it. And like, again, I mean, yeah, as we, I mean like, obviously like if you're like, you know, doing things on the black market, I'm assuming you don't get one. <laughs> well, I mean, you might, you're making less than 75 K on paper. So you probably but did file taxes. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're doing, if you're buying and selling and, and doing, doing commerce on the black market and, or selling drugs and, or fill in the blank and you don't file taxes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's <laughs> all I'll it, say about that. Well, now people are going to be filing their taxes because they're incentivized accordingly. So that might be a positive. Oh, I, hope, I hope people learned a really hard lesson as much as I hate filing tax. Actually, yeah. I don't really hate it. It's really not that, it's not that deep. It's not that big a deal. Well, why you should do it. This is why you do it. Yeah. And it depends on what your financial situation is, meaning like if it is complicated or something. Um, mine could be complicated ish, but not, I don't know, not really. At this point, you know, we kind of, we know how to run that lap. So it's not that Great. big a deal. Um, like, like LLCs, like we know what time it is. Right. Okay. So April 27th, we pass a million total coronavirus cases uh, as worldwide total passes 3 million. May 5th, uh, okay, so this is, uh, when was Ahmad, was that January when he was killed? Ahmad was in February. February, okay, so now here we are, May 5th, the video um, showing Aubrey's death, uh, a killing is leaked. So February, March, April, May, three months for that to come out, to come to light. That's crazy. Uh, and then it goes, it. the seventh, Gregory and Travis McMichael are charged with the murder of, in Arbery's case. Department of Justice drops case against Michael Flynn, who had pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI during an investigation conducted by Robert Mueller. Um, so they, within two days, I guess the video, I couldn't fully remember this. I mean, I knew the video was a key piece, but within two days they had convicted them. Um, did they well, go to jail? Arrest going on. Um, Yes, I can't remember if they posted bail or if people posted bail for them. That's what I what's a little fuzzy to me, but okay. they definitely did get arrested. For for some reason I was thinking they um took their lot took their own lives. No? Mm -hmm. For some reason I thought they took their own lives, the son and the dad. No. No. Okay. Uh the interesting thing about that case is the guy who filmed it has been charged with murder as well. Yeah, I have that in here, which I, I thought was, again, a phenomenal statement, like, duh. But I, I guess I have my bar very watching? low. What are you doing standing by watching? What is wrong with I, you? That's, I mean, 
conversations before. If you see something, say something. I mean, but you that's a whole psychological conversation. That makes it's like when young children harm animals, those are the kids that are most likely oh. to grow up and be psychopaths. Like we have a we have a missing, a deep conversation there around an individual that can look at that yeah. and not even if it was two white people and they videoed it or two like any situation that you don't act and there's death happening, that that's it not says okay. a lot. It says a lot about you as a human yeah Who that's we're better off you are in quarantine somewhere as in lockdown because that's a whole who knows what your next decisions are going to be um Thank you. but big up to our system for actually uh putting him behind bars and adding that in yeah <laughs> this uh dude and i thought this was interesting the whole robert Mueller thing like you know we already Trump, it's a whole thing. But May 11th, Tesla CEO Elon Musk says he will reopen a California factory in defiance of a local shutdown order. U.S. passes 80,000 coronavirus deaths. I didn't know this. Um, <laughs> and Elon Musk, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, some people like really have a thing for him. I think he's done great things. I think he's a phenomenal business pers person, excuse me. And again, this is like separating the art from the artist. Do I think he's morally loose? Absolutely. I don't really know a ton about him. Yep. I wouldn't buy a Tesla. Not most of um, don't yeah, like the look. He's very intelligent. I think that the things that he, you know, is inventing or, you know, about to implement into, into society is going to be super fire. And that's great. Um, I think, I think Pharrell said it best. He wishes that, that Elon Musk would like, he wishes there like, was like an Elon Musk that cared about like, uh, social justice or, uh, okay how people function with each other in society because his brain works like fabulous for the things that he's putting out into this world. He wishes he could use his brain to apply it to like, you know, how we can treat each other better. Yeah. I mean, I think completely like, agree. Nothing's happening to Elon Musk right now. So, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything bad to say to him. I think he's just a product of if it's not happening to me, it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where his focus is right now. And leave it to Pharrell to hold it down and break it down. I, yeah, you already know. I, I agree. And I, I think that is, it's hard. And those are the people we need the most to step up and jump in yeah. because they're the ones that everybody's watching and they're so like, they do have influence and impact. And if we can get those guys to maneuver, not oh, my mom just jumped on and, uh, and get in the mix. Hey, uh, then you know that's huge and that's where the money is you know nothing changes until the money's disrupted so it's critical that that the, those humans that have you know the major financial wealth and influence in general step into this light but here he is uh it might have been like a piece of karma though when he threw that brick through the indestructible car and it flew through the window <laughs> i mean again, this is this is some shit you can't even write so it's hilarious <laughs> literally it's like the <laughs> most indestructible car ever and the rock flew right through the window <laughs> like uh, i'm sorry what <laughs> i know dude okay may 8th u.s unemployment hits 14.7 percent i think historically it operates around like one or two percent doesn't it like it's super super low super low and i think they think it's high when it's like four percent okay which i mean that is kind of high uh 14 is crazy and I, I don't know what it is right now but i'm assuming it's close to that i don't know what it is right now because it's been doing some things uh well plus <laughs> it's just you know yeah no one has a job uh may 15th worldwide coronavirus deaths what'd you say do you have just to, just to ask how many people did you know um were unemployed 
during this time because I knew, okay, um, minimum three people. Oh, I probably know like six or seven. And like, especially away. like um, small businesses like me, like they might've still been running, but it was like at a very minimal situation. So I mean, my mom just jumped on, owns a swim school. You know, they had to pull back. They closed down and they finally reopened and they're in chlorine all day. So it's, it is safe. Um, but dude, there, I, there's not one person I know that is a business professional that wasn't impacted. Even if, you know, there was winners and losers in this. Some, you know, they owned Peloton or some at-home fitness company. Like some people really did well, but even then they couldn't. Shipping was impacted. And it, even if the business was coming in, there's some leg of it that was a problem because the world as a whole was, you know, in a mess. Yep. So it's crazy. Uh, May 21st, uh, William Bryan, the man who filmed Arbery's death is also charged with the murder. So that's the 21st and they were charged the seventh and then they got the guy with the video, the 21st. And then May 25th, George Floyd is killed by a police officer in Memphis, uh, Minneapolis, uh, sparking protests against police brutality and racial justice just injustice, protest, rioting, and looting follow. So I didn't realize those two, like the conviction and then George Floyd happened right after that. Like, I didn't realize it was that consecutive. So man, the building of all this, like the tensions, and this is what I was saying before, it was really, I hate to say cool, but it was unifying to see not only Americans stand up and say this isn't working, but the rest of the world. I was blown away when you saw protests in Australia. That's what you should be, but I guess in my mind, I, I wouldn't think that the rest of the world cares what's going on in America. Maybe again, that's my own preview. I don't know. Um, so like, I think, I think two things. I think 50% of it was they cared about, you know, just human beings and, you know, things were happening in America and they were like, wow, that's ridiculous. Also, I think if you look at the uh, countries that were protesting and having their own uprisings, they were British owned or colonized places as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta draw those parallels. So I'm sure they, they've had their own sense of racism. They've had their own colonization. They've had their own issues that stem from British colonization. Yeah. And all of this is like coming to a head and they're like, oh yeah, us too. We sick of it. Let's go. Let's protest. So that's what I yeah. think has been happening. I, I completely agree. And once I really thought it, I, I was like, duh, of course they're going to say something. I just, I it just in my own traveling, I, I don't feel like people in general love us, you know, loud Americans just doing our American thing in sweatpants and dirty hair. And I probably have to do both those things, but it's, you know, I just didn't think they'd come to the conversation obviously it's bigger than just America and, and whatnot. So I don't know. It was just really cool for me to see you, humanity unite and say like, this is it. That's it. We're done. This is, this is a full on uproar and things are changing right this second. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, okay. May. So that was May 25th, George Floyd, May 29th, CNN center in Atlanta is damaged during protests over killing of George Floyd. Former police officer, Derek Chavon is charged with murder and manslaughter. Twitter places, Content warnings on posts made by President Trump encouraging violence against protesters. Um, I want to unpack this a little bit. How much do you think Twitter and some of these social media platforms should lean into censoring us? Like, do you think that impacts our freedoms or they do a responsibility there? Like, what's your vibe there? I think they have a responsibility. Yeah. Um, I also think, like, it's just, like, 
I think because we're in America and hashtag capitalism, everybody's like, oh, you know, we should be able to do what we want, how we want. Yes, but where is moral ethics yeah. in this? I feel like a lot of companies that are starting up these days or like blowing up these days, I think they're forgetting the, the moral ethics part of running their business. And so I think this kind of like, like put a mirror on that of like, okay, well, what are you, what are you doing when you have all this power and all these resources, when you know something isn't right? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, it, I'm always going to be on the side of like, what, what is morally right at the end of the day? You know, um, I, so this will be like one of like, we, we talked about this offline, but this didn't come out of my therapy session, but this came from one of my really good mentors slash esthetician teacher, shout out to Miss Marilyn. She always talks about whenever we have like a, a discussion about anything, she always asks me, where's your plumb line? So do you know what a plumb line is? A plumb line? Uh-huh. Like a plumbing line, like through your house or a plumb line from a plumb? <laughs> I wish it was from a plumb because- Oh, okay right now so she says a plumb line is um like you take a piece of string stick it to the top of the wall and then you put a weight on the bottom because it hangs completely straight so when you're hanging wallpaper so like the example is let's say you want to hang some wallpaper you set a plumb line so you know exactly straight your uh wallpaper is exactly straight got it okay so Let's say you didn't use a plumb line and you're just like, oh, you eye it. Like, oh, I think this is straight. Let me just set it here, but it's not quite perfect. And you keep laying wallpaper. You keep laying wallpaper. You keep laying wallpaper. Where are we at? Yeah. So I always ask, so she always asked me, and now I always ask people, where's your plumb line? You ask yeah. all these companies, where's your plumb line? Where are your morals? Where are your values? What are your standards? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have it straight, it'll look like this once you get that far down. I, I like that. Now I know. I think that we'll fully understand. Because I've, I've heard that before and I didn't fully. I mean, I, I think I could get it with context of reference. So that's good to know what it actually is. Uh, <laughs> but it's so funny that it is like it, the moral corruption and the the way some of these companies have been so morally loose forever and that's kind of been status quo is insane but again a disruption point of that is no longer allowed and this isn't going to be a thing anymore here now we started here and now the wallpaper is literally at a 90 degree angle that's why we're having issues right now in my opinion agree and insert our youth that know how to make all of this transparent in a click of a mouse so it's you know there's that that the points of accountability and the checks and balances are now everywhere. And I think that Twitter and Facebook do have a responsibility to censor the truth. I'm obviously very free. I like, you know, our freedoms and I don't like being controlled by the government and whatnot. I do think that when we get to such an in-depth uh, society that we are so, that we are consuming digital media so much that you have to have somebody pulling back on saying what is the truth and what isn't here because this is all so there's so much fake news and it's it's so easy to manipulate it so i do think they have a responsibility but i do think it can also get hasty on how much they infiltrate into censoring what we do and don't see hear and read absolutely and once again it just goes back to like what are our values yeah what do we value what are our standards and yeah. i think it's gotten so far low 
And, you know, I hate to say it, but like things like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, they kind of have like journalistic responsibility. It's not what they intended to have, but it's what it's turned into. It's kind of like, you know, it's like when Rihanna was like a tiny little pop star and now she's like this big mogul. I remember yeah. when she was getting really big and people were like, my child listens to your music it's very inappropriate. And she's like, I'm not your role model. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I feel like that's how companies um, or at least like their CEOs, like, you know, Jack Dorsey and all of them are like, I like, we're not, we didn't intend this, but that's what it is now. So you need to respond accordingly or sell your company. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not trying to hear like, oh, that's not what we intended. Okay. But this is 2020 and this is where things evolved and you, yeah, you have massive control. Off of it. So you need to do something about it. It's not yeah. what you intended, but it's com something completely different. Like Facebook is not what we intended when I was in high, in high school and college. Yeah. You had to have an e .edu email to get onto <laughs> Facebook. Now it's full of like, you know, your old family members that put inappropriate posts. Mm. It's full of just, it's full of mess, man. <laughs> like it's not what it was intended to be. Yeah, I know. So act accordingly you have the responsibility it is your company you have a moral responsibility back to moral ethics where are they at <laughs> and you're making millions of dollars and you have control like you can see all the actions all the data uh claire just jumped in she said hey fam hey claire you just missed the story about you girlfriend um it was a good and, one don't worry we're not turning these millions of dollars away so you have yeah. a whole lot of nerve to say, this is not what I intended, but you're willingly taking those billions of dollars into your bank account. You have moral responsibility now if you get yeah. paid. I think, again, the more transparency, the more conversation that happens about this, I do think they will have a moral responsibility and they will have checks and balances by people, by young people choosing to delete Facebook or get off or do something like there'll be some sort of major checks and balances. It's already happening. People are getting off social media, what have you, um, because it is getting, you know, just out of control and they're monetizing every angle of data. But the more people understand what's going on, I think the more they're going to be start asking questions and either deleting it or calling them out and demanding responsibility. So we'll yeah. see. I'm curious to see how it shakes out in the next like even a couple years, maybe even less than that, just because, you know, employees are going rogue. There's that social dilemma, the uh, documentary that called hey. things out. Social hashtag social dilemma. Facts, like it's it's happening. Um, okay. We, June 1st, protesters are cleared from Lafayette Park in Washington, D.C. with pepper spray and rubber bullets prior to Trump walking from the White House to a nearby church for a photo op. <laughs> this is my upside down Bible. <laughs> I, like, I, you know, I just, I wonder, I mean, you have a, 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 from the business perspective, you have a major team behind you helping you calculate these PR moves accordingly. And I'm just wondering where the checks and balances are that are like, mm, I don't know how this is going to be received. Like, ah, is this the right move? Or we're just doing it, which I think that's what he's doing. I think um, they're just doing it. Yeah. Also, I don't think they have a lot of moral anything in that camp. And I, and that has been since when, since before this man was campaigning up until him being president now. So yeah. I think, you know, that was kind of on, on brand. Oh, great. <laughs> for, I, but I think even though administration and who he is, it was on brand. It's, it's bizarre though. I think even though, um, you, 
Oh, which Claire said, yes, girls, also, you got a little echo. Oh, shoot, that might be from this. Let me see. I got echo happening. Poor Theon, he's gonna have to deal with this. <laughs> um, and thank you. Uh, what was I saying? Something super in depth. Um, we were talking about oh. Trump. Yeah, I was saying even though like it, like you're for or against him or whatever it is, like fine. I think everyone can agree it was bizarre. Like some of these things are just like it's bizarre, Reg- regardless if you're in it for it or against it. It's kind of like why, why? Like I don't, I don't get it. Like what's I, the point? I still, I still want to play devil's advocate and say there are some people who are like, no, he loves the Lord. He just happened to not have it right side up. Like there are really people out there. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I mean, okay. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how that, you know, can fly. But, but we'll get to the election because we'll talk about how the election was split. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're getting to that. Uh, okay. Moving forward. Uh, June 3rd, three fired uh, Minneapolis police officers are charged with aiding and abetting murder for their role in George Floyd's death. So that's, mm-hmm. was it a month later? May 25th May. and they were convicted. Okay, so it was, uh, I don't know if I want to say that's fast enough, um, no. but it was quicker than Ahmaud <laughs> Arbery. So I think you can see some sort yeah. of like push there. Uh, again, I don't- was there instantaneously. Ahmaud Arbery's took how long to get leaked? Yeah. George Floyd footage was not leaked. It was just there for everybody to Immediate. see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's, that's why like, oh, always like have your cell phone on you, always like be ready to record because you see how quick, how much quicker there was more arrest this time as opposed to the Ahmad Arbery situation. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think, again, this is our, our young humans or whatever age uh, stepping in saying, here's the checks and balances. Here's what it is. Like, yeah. here's the truth. Uh, pivotal, yeah. pivotal. Oh, you know what we forgot? Or, I, I'm not sure if this was around the same time, but remember the Central Park Karen lady? Oh, the dog. Uh, when was that? That wasn't on this. And I would have put it in there if it was. No, was that before I, George Floyd? Was her I, name actually Karen? No. Oh, okay. I was, man, I was hoping that was true. <laughs> no, it just became a new moniker. Oh my God. It was spring. It was around that time because it was like springtime because the man was bird watching. Okay. I yeah. I can't, yeah. It had to have been. Yes. Well, so it it's had to have been close. Time that we're discussing. So at least we're, we're at least her in, we're, we're in the, the same area, but you know, shout out to the people who uh, took that dog from that vicious lady. Mm. Do we know where the dog, dog is now? They gave the dog back. But they did give it back. They gave the dog back. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Dog, if you need a home, back. come to the dollhouse anytime, dog. Woof. Look, oh, no pun intended. Not you will love you. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, May 29th, CNN Center in Atlanta is damaged during protests over killing George Floyd. Former police officer Derek Chavon is charged. Oh, no, I read this. Uh, oh, no. Charged with murder and manslaughter. Twitter places content warnings. Maybe. Oh, no, we did read this. La la. Um, uh, here we are. June 7th. Demonstrators pulled down the statue of 17th century uh, slaver Edward Colston in England and throw it into a nearby harbor. First of all, I didn't know it was called a slaver, someone that owns slaves. Did you know that? Uh, enslaver? 
It just says slaver. Or Oh, no. I don't know. I mean, that's not part of the point, but either way, I was like, oh, I didn't, I don't know some of these terms, so we're here. Um, I thought this was pretty amazing because I think this is one of the first things where people, like the people were coming out and like full on using their voice uh, and or muscle power to- Right, and or actual energy yeah. <laughs> to take things down and get and rid I of it. Well, I also think it's notable for like around the protests. Like, I don't think anyone really advocates for violence. However, sometimes things aren't listened to, unfortunately, until something crazy goes down. Uh, but I will say it was happening on all sides. You know, there was people protesting because of George Floyd's death. There were people that were setting out bricks just to be, you know, looters and um, antagonists. And, you know, the, the protest, I think, is kind of a whole podcast in itself, because I, I do think protest is a fundamental American right. And it's critical that we have that. And you got to see who's out there doing what and why, because it's not just as simple as it seems. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think this goes back to my previous statement of, you know, this is where you start to see like empathy for the plight of black people start to grow. And then it started to turn into action now. So it's manifested into action. This is what we're doing. We're taking down statues, companies at this time or you know getting rid of uh aunt jemima and uncle ben like mm -hmm. whatever they feel to do that helps the situation that's what's taking place now but i feel like it's starting because finally empathy for people outside of yourself or who don't look like you is starting to take place mm -hmm. well and i i think the other good side of the protesters is like maybe if you don't have all your friends do look like you, at least at the protests, you were seeing people like that agreed with you in what's going on that didn't look like you. And maybe that was your first interaction with someone that didn't look like you, which is kind of crazy. And I think that happens all the time. So I do think it was like an immediate intermingling of realities. And I'm hoping, I, I do think a lot of conversations came from that and, and a full on awakeness. Um, I do have a little space for all my people of color that have had to hold uh, my white hand included and saying like, okay, are you read? Are you listening now? Are you, what else can I, what questions can I answer? I'm here. It's kind of like, <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> thank you for your patience, kindness, and understanding that we do not deserve. Um, but it was critical in the evolution of things moving forward. So there's my special thank you to every person of color that took a moment. Are diff at different like levels in life. Like me and you have had this conversation. I'm experiencing racial fatigue. I'm tired. Yeah. And so like, we were like, wow, like all of these things happened so quickly and so together, I was literally experiencing that and feeling that experience this entire time. So I've been exhausted. But thankfully, there are other black people out there that are like, no, let me hold your hand. Let's have a little yeah. lesson. Let's talk about this. That's why I'm, that's why I'm, I get so excited that everybody does look different or everybody looks different. That's the whole point of this thing. Because if everybody thought like me, we wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> you know, be yeah. a hot mess. So well, you're pretty organized, I gotta say. So I don't know about that. It's completely true. <laughs> but no, I, I hear what you're saying. And and dude, and diversity, not just even in skin color, but like or gender or socioeconomic status, but thought process and yeah. you know, diversity all the of yes. 
Yes. All the, I mean, it's such, it's so critical. I, mean, I think we've talked about this, you know, the, the diversity, diversity pro tips, where even if it's like, oh, I cook a lasagna this way, why well, cook it this way? And it's like, oh shit, thank you. That is the best pro tip I've ever had. So like those little things, yes. like those pro tip life hacks that you can get from your friends that do or don't look like you, the fact that we're sharing our diverse pro tips makes life easier. Like it's a good thing. And, and much richer. I don't want yeah. to be around just and and I love being black I love black people but I want to be around only people who look like me do I get really excited because I grew up in a very I live in a very white state and I grew up in a very white neighborhood yes I get excited when I see only black people but the richness that I experience like some of my dearest dearest friends or dearest family members are not black okay Mm -hmm. like in my family we have everybody in our family and that is something that I treasure and something that I like like to tout in front of everybody like no like yes I'm black but we got everybody up in here like I'm proud to say that I'm not like oh like we just stay in here like yeah it just makes me speechless because why why would you only want to I don't know I don't why would you only want to be like homogeneous that's just so bizarre to me it's always been very bizarre to me why well, just I don't think you you do you even know that you want something different until you have it because you just it's like the way you set the table every night like you every night until someone's like did you know it's easier if you put the fork this way and you're like oh well duh like you don't know until you need to know and it's like oh you're right this is way better but like we do just get into our little myopic space and run our circle life especially as you get older things get comfortable and routine and it's easier like it's hard to have these conversations and blah 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 and you're missing out on all the good stuff that comes from a diversified family have you had chinese food it's so good yeah there you go i cried when i left puerto rico i I believe that Dude, authentic Chinese food though. I, I don't know if some of these cultures are claiming some of the American establishments happening. Oh yeah, no, no, no. The place that I go to in Aurora, oh my God. And like, we've been going there damn near 20 years. Which like place is it? It's called um, uh, Golden Walk. It's off of Hampton and Chambers. Woo, that place is amazing. I love it. Much get that shrimp fried rice. Always ask okay. for the extra shrimp. Get shrimp. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Noted. I can't. I don't think I've gone there. And it's family. It's family owned. Like it's the okay. same family. They've seen me and my sister grow up. We've seen their kids grow up. They got grandkids now. It's a whole thing. Oh, I love like, that. Like our order. He, as soon as we start ordering, he's like, "Oh, the four extra shrimp." All right. He knows. <laughs> he's them. like, "Here they are." <laughs> he loves us, and us, we love him. Yes. Well, back in the day over in Aurora, there wasn't that many like businesses. Like Eagle Crest, my school, there was nothing out there. Now it's full of houses and commercial situations. Dirt. Yeah, there's just not that much like happening. So I mean, I love it. Good to know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here for the family biz. So we'll, we'll get on that. Well, maybe we should have for my birthday. Mm, God, that would be so good. Okay. Um, Rashad Brooks, oh, so June 12th, Rashad Brooks is shot and killed by police in a Wendy's parking lot in Atlanta. The restaurant is burned down the next day. That part I didn't know. The shooter is later charged with murder and his partner charged with aggravated assault. They burned down the mm-hmm. Wendy's? They sure did. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I saw, I mean- I saw so, like, here's my thing. Do I, do I condone violence and burning down of things? No. 
But if nobody is getting listened to, if nothing is changing, if nobody is like, once again, if nobody's listening, things are going to burn. Okay. So do I, do I condone it? No. Am I saying, please stop? No. Yeah. Well, you look at our history as as humans in general, nothing really changes until there's like deep disruption. And usually that's war, destruction, you know, murder, like there, there's, that's when the pivot points happen. Unfortunately, and as humans, we still are kind of animalistic like that. And I don't want to disrespect animals, but, um, we kind of had those natures. Murder, all of these things, all of these people have been murdered. Yeah. So why would you think that somebody being murdered is not going to be met with the same energy? If you want to go like that deep and woo woo energy yeah. meets energy, mm-hmm. so you're going to murder somebody. Somebody's going to burn something down. Okay. <laughs> so It's not it's funny. Really I just <laughs> come down. Well, I mean, did the Wendy's owner have anything to do with this? Like my business self is like, damn, you caught a hot, a tough break there. My dude or female like that. Yeah, all day. I mean, do I feel sad for the franchise owner? Yes, but at the end of the day, like there, I, I know when all the, pr- the protests were happening, I know there were a lot of like this small business owners, they were on one side or the other of like, oh my God, this is my business. And yeah. then th- there were other people who were saying like, this is my business, but this is crazy. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And if my business has to suffer, fine. So well, that's obviously, yeah, there's a larger conversation there. A hundred percent. I think we talked about this on, um, one of our last casts, uh, it yeah. is. And it's just kind of like a piece of the puzzle. Last cast we did the open mic. <laughs> oh yeah. Duh. That's what it was. I was trying to think. I'm like, which one was it? Yeah. I got to go back and listen to the year interview last year and then listen to this one just so we can see how different things are and what, you know, field of dreams we had at that point. <laughs> like, I feel like we were talking about Disney movies and I was trying to convince you to watch one like mm. simpler times. Well, that didn't work, but, uh, well, I, we'll, get to that. we'll get to that in December. Okay. It's coming. Acceptable. Um, okay. We'll breeze through some of these Supreme court, the June 15th Supreme court rules. Employers cannot discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. This is just now passing. Did I miss this? Like why wasn't this a thing a long time ago? Um, I think in the, so don't quote me because, you know, whatever, politics is not my jam, but I think uh, Obama's administration had passed it. And I think, you know, so I, I know for a fact that like the Trump administration was rolling some things back, especially when it came to transgender rights. So I know I'm that not about sure the insurance if, and whatnot. Especially that, which is like, I'm sorry, do you want people to live out here? What is wrong yeah. with you? And also, mm. I'm sorry, like, I've had champagne, but I just have to say, what does anybody doing in their personal time have to do with you? Why do you want to know? Yeah. They need people, human beings need insurance. What's wrong with you? And and why do people get to decide that? That doesn't make any sense. How would you feel if somebody decided that for you just because they didn't like one small aspect of who you are? Yeah. Okay, I'm off my no, I, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you hundred percent. I, I think, I just think it's ridiculous. It's weird. It's, I, it, I don't need to know anyone I'm working with what your choices are. If you want to talk about it, it's a thing. Okay. That's, that's a different conversation, but in general, anything, it has nothing to do with how do you get your work done every day? You're, as long as you do your job, I don't care what you do when you yeah. go home. I don't care. Like what? Oh, drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. I think and employers, employers, 
empathy for other people because how would you feel if you're a cisgendered um you know person that you know likes the opposite sex good for you you don't have to think about these things every day you don't have to think Mm -hmm. about oh am i going to get insurance oh am i going to get beat up today because they don't like one tiny aspect of my life and my lifestyle that's crazy yeah that's crazy well i think there's a lot of assumptions being made i don't think people walk around being like i'm straight i'm gay like whatever like i think people are judging them off of their apparel maybe their actions or i don't even know what but it, it's got to be a lot of assumptions so i don't think people come in broadcasting their sexuality whatever it is and it's so, a lot of things. one of my um oh one of my really good friends, um, I'm not going to say his name because I haven't discussed that I'm doing this, but he went in for a haircut and, you know, he, it was like a brand new haircut. He just moved to Denver and he was getting his haircut, but he seemed like he thought the guy was nervous. So he was a little nervous of the guy cutting his hair, but he did a good job. And so he was asking him questions while he was cutting his hair. Like, oh, oh, do you like Denver? Okay. How does your girlfriend like Denver? And he's like, fam I'm gay like obviously he didn't tell him he was gay but like why would you assume that this man sitting in your chair is a straight man yeah you don't know what he like and you know and that's where we get into pronouns like we could go down a whole rabbit hole but anyways yeah but again it's just one more piece of awareness in 2020 that we need to again step outside of our you know our little world and understand that it's bigger than us and it's outside of us and there are constant reminders happening thank goodness um (laughs) Okay, we're going to jump through some of these. Uh, June 26, Whole Food workers are sent home for wearing Black Lives Matter masks. Uh, I put this in there, not because it's not notable, it is. However, I, I this is, again, another example of a major corporation taking a stand on something that the wrong way, when it could have been a really empowering moment to do it the right way and, and have all this attention and set a tone. Yes. Miss the mark. And yeah. once again, goes back to like, you know, all of the things that you talk about with like businesses and stuff, they got it real wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, of all the money you spend marketing, obviously there's a much more important moral conversation here, but all the money you spend on the business side to market PR, make things look a certain way, be talk about our values that washes it all away. So I don't know where your heart's actually at, but the business game, if that's just what you care about, you're, you're messing it up. That's not how it's played. Um, but the small- take note because Amazon can afford to make these mistakes. The smaller businesses cannot afford to make that mistake. Right. Right. Yep. Checks and balances. They are happening. Uh, Epstein and his girlfriend are, uh, everything's coming to light around them. They've been arrested. This is July 2nd. That's again, another example of, uh, white man in power with money that is deep in these, sexual assault crimes i mean i don't even know how many there were him weinstein hepstein uh i don't know if there's a running thing with the steens there but i've been drawing the the parallel which it's not even drawing a parallel like they know that he was uh besties with trump Mm -hmm. yeah well they're on they're in photos together okay and and now you know i'm sure people are like that's a deep fake which is like i'm sorry what (laughs) there's a picture of Literally Trump kissing Epstein on the forehead. What are you doing? No, the quotes and stuff like, uh, okay. I mean, it's, that's, I mean, if someone says that, it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm tired. Uh, uh, Like when Ghislaine went to jail, when they arrested her, Trump was like, you know, I don't really know her, but I hope she's okay. Like, you know, you know what? All right. (laughs) Okay. 
I'm she's okay. This. She's gonna die in jail just like he did. That we already know it's a foregone conclusion. Still, I mean, I mean, I haven't really checked on her. I need to do my Googles, but is she I'm still alive? I think I mean we would have known if she was dead. <laughs> well, let's just not give her any more airtime because that's the okay. both of them. I mean, I think it all is a very karmatic circle. So whatever you think you got away with, it's coming at you. July 3rd, two police officers in Aurora, Colorado are fired after one resigns. The three had taken and shared photos re reenacting a chokehold used in the death of Elijah McClain. This is our backyard. Yeah. And rest in peace to Elijah McClain. Prayers to his family still to this day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, but there were a lot of peaceful protests going on downtown for mm -hmm. Elijah McClain, also in Aurora. There's also footage, if people want to look, there's footage of having the peaceful protest, people having, like, playing violins, beautiful evening, and then the police come through and, like, shooting pellets and gas and all this crazy mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. No, I had a bunch of friends down at that, and I, I heard firsthand um, stories of what yeah. was going on, and it was very much just what you said. It was it was pretty crazy and, and pretty um, intense, and he was really a good little soul. Like it was a very peaceful time. Like if anything, it was like in memoriam mm -hmm. and they're out here like messing that up. Like what can people have around here? But also Aurora public, <laughs> Aurora police department is known for some really sketchy things. Mm. And I'm gonna leave that there. I was gonna say, <laughs> uh, the guy resigned, didn't he? Don't we have a new um, chief of police in Aurora? I, I thought it was know. a I don't do we? Remember. Is it a black Todd woman from COVID? I don't yeah. know, girl. <laughs> We're gonna blame remember. COVID for everything. So facts. Yeah, fact checkers, <laughs> check us out. Um, the Supreme Court, July eighth, rejects claims of presidential immunity and rules President Trump must release his financial records to prosecutors in New York. July fourteenth, the Trump administration orders hospitals to bypass the CDC and send all COVID patient information to a central database in Washington. Uh, July 17th, secretary. Oh, my best friend, I have to say there, my yeah. best friend, yeah. uh, shout out to Rose, not sure hey, if you're Rose. listening, I didn't have a chance to text her, but love you friend. She is a doctor uh, and she like she told me when they had to like start sending their stuff straight to like whatever the trumpet, wherever the Trump administration wants to send things. So there is a very intense discrepancy on what we're seeing in the news. And what's yeah. being reported? I think so. Yeah. Oh no, that's a. I mean, that's a running theme of this. Um, I did know, like, like Kobe Bryant, uh, Regis Philman passed away on July twenty fourth. There was like five or six. Oh, really to Regis. He was my childhood. Dude, I'm telling you, like, big deal. Like old school, TV personality. Like, big deal. Alex Trebek. I mean, we lost a bunch of good humans. Oh man, and he had that long battle with cancer. And I thought he was gonna do well. Like he was like killing it for a while and then <sighs> yeah. we, we, we thought he was gonna get better, but um this is also so August 2nd, fire everywhere started to go. Firefighters continue to battle the apple fire that burned 20,000 acres in Cherry Valley uh and surrounding areas of Riverside and San Bernardino counties, destroying one home and prompting evacuations of thousands of others. That's crazy. Mm. August right. 7th. What's that? No, I was saying just like, right, that was so crazy. Corruption everywhere. August 7th through 16th, more than 400,000 people, most without face masks, and who didn't 
follow social distancing guidelines, participate in activities related to the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in South Dakota. Uh, that I do remember. And um, what we are now calling a super spreader event. Uh, August 11th, Joe Biden announces Senator Kamala Harris of California as his vice presidential running mate, the first woman of color to appear on a majority party's presidential ticket. Big. Kamala! It's real. I'm a fan. And I'm a fan of Maya Rudolph on SNL that does her. So it's a, it's a win-win. <laughs> it was her. She's perfect. Clearly, it's a win-win all the way around. Um, okay. The National Democratic Convention is staged August 17th through 20th. Uh, everything is happening virtual. The Democrats formally chose Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as their nominees for their 2020 presidential ticket. Uh, August 18th, NBC Universal outs a longtime Universal Studio executive, Ron Meyer, after learning he made hush money payments to a woman to cover up an old affair, a secret that Meyer said snowballed into extortion to an extortion plot. So again, another situation. Mess. Um, August 19th, Apple becomes the first U.S. company to be valued at more than $2 trillion. That I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Huge. Like, then, again, kind of like the Elon Musk, like you have these humans with this amount of power and influence. Uh, that's a, that's a big deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, August wow. 20th. Former Trump advisor Stephen K. Bannon is arrested and charged with fraud over a private fundraising campaign to build a border wall. August 23rd, protest <laughs> breaks out in Kenosha, Wisconsin, after the shooting of a 29-year-old Jacob uh, Blake by a police officer. Um, August 24th through 27th, the Republican National Convention is held in Charlotte, North Carolina and, and Washington. President Trump and Vice President Pence are formally nominated as the GOP's 2020 presidential ticket. August 25th, two people are shot and killed during unrest in Kenosha, Wisconsin. A suspect is arrested soon after professional athletes start to boycott their sports to protest the shooting of Jacob Blake. Uh, I was, I, I kind of wish the athletes, I mean, obviously Kaepernick was doing it a long time ago, uh, but I wish the athletes would have stepped up right away. And it's, I'm really not to call them out saying they didn't do it right, because I, I think that is a tough situation. I'm, and I'm, I really applaud them for stepping out at all. Uh, again, just these influential points, particularly for our young humans, I think that's when people are really like leaning in and, and starting to pay attention. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Another big one, uh, August 28th, uh, actor Chadwick Boseman dies at 43 following a previously undiagnosed battle with colon cancer. Girl, I did still remember that day. Oh yeah, I think I was, did I come to my lashes that day or something? No, we were... <laughs> we were together <laughs> what were we doing we were at somebody's house <laughs> oh yes hey. <laughs> that was no that. wonder i forgot yeah. that um yeah pass uh that's hilarious by the way that whole date man yeah that seems about right holy cow um yeah my best friend rose had texted me and she was like what do you did you hear the news and I was like girl what I'm I'm at somebody's house having having a glass of wine man I, I finally got outside and she was like oh you call me later <laughs> like she refused to tell me what happened yeah it's <laughs> until no, I got so, home I just watched his um latest movie on Netflix um oh my god I'm gonna totally botch the name COVID uh oh is that good bottom something rose 
rose hand bottom something. I can't, I'm something, totally, yeah. it's awesome. It's really good. Uh, Viola okay. Davis, isn't that who's the lead actress? She's, I mean, she's amazing at everything. Yes. Is that her? Yeah. I literally I just watched it. I'm totally drawing a blank, but she's unbelievable. He's good in it. Just to see how thin he is and you kind of see the backstory of knowing how hard he was working to when he was that sick. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. Right. He does, and that role, when you, when you watch it, it's a, it's a demanding role. Like physically. Yeah. I yeah. mean, okay. Ugh, okay. Let me get myself together, but I, I do want to watch it. Yeah. No, you do. It's, it, it's actually really good. Um, and you know, I mean, September 18th, long serving Supreme court justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies at 87. Uh, so we, we, really, I, we lost some phenomenal, like really good, good humans this year. It's kind of crazy that, I mean, every year oh. obviously we're going to lose people, but. Lose people, but we lost like phenomenal people and to go, I mean, like the overarching theme of 2020 is obviously COVID-19. Think of all the people who lost somebody. Like yeah. there were two people in my family that passed away from it. So think of all the people. And I've been watching the news and there are people who lost their entire immediate family yeah. to COVID. Yeah. A no, lot of loss this year. It's insane. I mean, when you really think to think that, you know, people could think it's a hoax or whatever and uh, it kind of blows my mind that they don't know anyone that's been impacted by this. Like, I don't, I mean, it's so rampant at this point that that blows my mind. I think some people do. And I think they're just blaming it onto the like, oh, like they weren't that healthy anyway. Like, you know, they're spending it however they want to spin it. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen died at 65 on October 6th. The NFL was starting to close all their stuff down. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat Dallas. So there are some a few things that kind of went off that were positive. I guess the sports winning as best they could do. Um, October 8th, mm -hmm. FBI announces 13 men have been charged in the plot of kidnapping uh, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. That's a little bit crazy mm -hmm. to me. The Lakers defeat the mm -hmm. Miami Heat on October 11th. Shout I out to LeBron. Yeah I, yeah, I gotta give a shout out to the NBA and how progressive they are with allowing messages on jerseys, you know, really infiltrating uh, the the message around racial and social justice and COVID, like doing the bubble and really getting locked down there. Like I really think of all the athletic associations and organizations, the NBA is really one to watch business-wise regardless how you feel about basketball. The NBA has always been for the players and for the people. That's one thing that I'll always give the NBA. I may not watch it, but I know that they give the players way more power than the owners. Um, uh, NFL, not so much. Uh, it's unfortunate that that's my jam, but definitely not on the same level for sure. But NBA has always been about like letting the people who are associated with them speak their, their truth and like, you know, uplift their voices. So definitely, I hope that other leagues decide to follow suit eventually down the line. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to have to, but we shall see. They have no choice. Next. Uh, November 3rd, Car California largely, largely breezes through election day nationwide is a different story, a different story after midnight, President Trump announces he has won the election and demands that all vote counting stop, uh, alleging voter fraud, but with millions of votes still to be counted, no news organization declared a presidential winner. Uh, <laughs> uh but I mean, once again. This man and his administration has been on brand.
since when since he was campaigning for god's sakes facts uh november 7th after days of waiting majority major news organizations declare that joe biden has secured enough electoral college votes to win the presidency so did you go outside or did you see anything would what, you do that day uh i don't think i did any i mean i feel like i already knew like it wasn't that i mean it was a big deal don't get me wrong like i i had um we did a call with four of my other girls that do podcasts and one of them was in brooklyn and she said the whole street shut down everyone was dancing out there and it was cool i mean it was still okay. kind of separated because of covid but it was a big deal for me personally yeah. it was a big deal and i already kind of knew it was going that way so i'm glad it was announced <laughs> but i wasn't super surprised um mm -hmm. and i will say a deep sense of relief in general would be like my underlining reaction I think we all took a deep breath. Yeah. Um, I think we all knew how this was going to go, but this goes back to what I was going to say, what we're about to get to. Think of how close it was. Yeah. Think of all of the like millions, tens of millions of people who voted otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. More people voted. They, than like, ever. It wasn't a landslide. It was not a landslide. And <laughs> think of you know, the whole thing in itself and how asinine it was. Now, I know there are some Trump supporters that I do know that are like, okay, Biden won, I don't agree, whatever. But there are still people out there who are like, oh no, he was robbed, la la la. And it's like, I'm sorry. What? So the thing that gets me is, you know, at midnight, Trump came on and was like, oh, you know, I won, let's stop the counting fam that's never how it's worked and that's not how you wanted it to work four years ago right make it make sense dude and and even what if that was joe saying at that midnight, you were running against hillary you would have lost you idiot yeah it, anyways but i would say this even if it was joe doing the exact same thing i would have the same reaction I'm like what are you doing the same reaction Why? i'm talking about democracy i'm not talking about either side right i'm talking right. about democracy that's not how democracy works we don't just stop the voting because you're ahead at this hour what and that's not even yeah i, I and this is a system that that's not winning to support you and that you are were running at one point and now you're going against it it's okay yeah that's how you the, this democracy is how you got there yeah that's how yeah. you got there so it's gonna be real interesting but 50 percent of our, our nation essentially doesn't agree so I'm, I'm curious to see and i get it I, to be honest i think both sides are it's it's brutal and it's there's no ideal opportunity for either side uh but i'm curious to see how things progress moving forward and you know in our next election if we do have more morally dialed in candidates because now people are caring they're paying attention they're voting i mean more people voted than ever there were some upsides to this yes. entire situation that people yes. are not paying attention Absolutely. so i don't know maybe it's like the breakdown breakthrough point so coming you know in four years from now we have a different conversation i don't know uh, we can only hope we can only we'll see what lessons mm -hmm. people take from 2020 and hold with them keep that champagne close um november 8th Jeopardy host Alex Trebek dies following a long battle with pancreatic cancer. Cheers to him. That was major loss. RIP. He was like a major part of my childhood as well. Were you a big Jeopardy watcher? Yeah. Jeopardy oh, okay. and uh, Wheel of Fortune. 
We watched Wheel of Fortune. My brothers, I think, watched Jeopardy. I didn't really watch it too much. Um, we had a computer game that was Jeopardy that it only had like a hundred questions, so we started to learn them. But like that was my exposure to Jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I played that, and I know for a fact that we had Wheel of Fortune on PlayStation. PlayStation okay. One. <laughs> That's how old I am. Oh, I had the regular Super or the Nintendo before Super Nintendo. So my dad even oh, had a yeah. part, like. Okay, Dad. I know, I know, but yeah, no. I wish I still had it. I'd sell it. Um, okay, of course. you know this. November 9th, Pfizer says early data on its coronavirus vaccine candidate suggests that the shots may be 90% effective at preventing this disease. Big. Um, Internationally, November 16th, Hurricane Iota makes landfall in Nicaragua as a Category 4 storm just two weeks after Hurricane Ita, E-T-A, Eta, uh, yep. hit devastating the same area. That's insane. We've had a lot of hurricanes happening this year, and a lot of them landed. Yeah. Well, hurricanes, fire, like energetic disruption. Again, you see these, like, the through line of all this is, like, major eruption. Like, everything's burning, drowning fighting looting like there's just like this anything yeah it's, it's crazy yeah. november 29th this was actually national news the denver broncos are forced to play a practice squad receiver at quarterback after all four of the team's quarterbacks are disqualified due to virus testing and safety protocols that was crazy did you I mean, i'm sure you watched the game didn't you of course i did i don't want to talk about it Okay, it was, I felt for the dude. I'm like, way to get a stat and like- He was working like some some sales job. <laughs> dude, hey, you know what? And they were like, hey, can you come through and play? And I mean, shout out ready. to him. This is why you stay <sighs> ready. Um, December 11th, the Supreme Court rejects a highly unusual lawsuit filed by Texas that urged the justices to overturn the election result by nullifying President-elect Joe Biden's victory in four key states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia. None of those went through. Uh, Thank God democracy works in some aspects. December 14th, the first COVID-19 vaccinations start in the United States. The first doses are expected to go frontline healthcare workers, residents of long-term care facilities, followed by other at-risk groups. December 14th, the Electoral College confirms Joe Biden's victory over President Trump. Yes. Uh, December 20th, more than 317,000 people in the United States have died from COVID-19. The international death toll is 1.69 million, excuse me, million. Yes. There's all yes. our ones. I wanted, I don't want to keep it too much longer oh. because I'm feeling for Theon, but I want to go through you your list because I actually think that's the most poignant piece of the conversation. Uh, we're saving the meat till the end. Um, why don't you dive into like what you wrote down? Cause I think it's critical. So I, so we've talked about a lot of like things that happen nationally and globally, but I kind of wanted to go a little bit like granular and more like idealistic. So my, so one theme that I saw that was happening a lot was friendships and relationships during COVID. You saw a lot of like break breakdowns, a couple of breakthroughs, but a lot of breakdowns. How did you feel about that? Mm. This has come up on probably 
three out of my last four casts because I'm really a laid back human in general, in case you can't tell. If you want to do something in your world, I don't really care. Even if we're friends and like, I don't, I think it's morally loose or we just have different of opinions or we live differently. Like, I don't really care what most people do as long as you're not harming somebody. Uh, but I've really learned right. that we know this, you are your friends and you are the energy you keep around you. Uh, so this year has been a major awakening for me of really having hard boundaries and, and letting some long yeah. friendships go. And it, yeah. it's weird. It's like I've mourned it. And also, you know, it's right. And I say that with yeah. empathy and grace, like no anger or hatred or anything like that. It's just, it, it's, it doesn't serve my world. And I don't think that my friendships serve theirs or I don't even know how they feel, but you got to go with what's real. Right. I think, I think you hit all of the points that I wrote down of like not having hard boundaries, you know, and you know, the thing that made me think is, you know, I think what happened to me this year was I was vacillating between, you know, time served and does this person serve me and not in a selfish way of like, you have to do X, Y, and Z to meet my needs, but do we serve each other? What is the purpose of our friendship if we take very superficial things outside of it? What do we yeah. have after that? And so I think that's, I think a lot of people have been experiencing that in 2020. So I thought that was very important to touch on and also like to empower people of like, you know, if this person doesn't serve you regardless, like, hey girl, how's it going? It's they're, they're ready for their dinner and Colette doesn't F around, but yeah, they're good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like if that person doesn't serve you either side, either way, it could feel, you could feel that on either way, you know, like you might have to you go ahead and make, make your exit. And like you said, like, there's no hate, no animosity, but I think I'm hoping that people are coming to a space, especially me, I've come to a space of, okay, like what is really important in your life? And I think COVID has really like shown that to be important because you've taken all of the superficial things out. We don't go to the club. We don't go to football games. We don't do like super social things. So the people that are closest to you and that mean a lot to you withstand you not having to do super like social things to stay together yeah. is what I've kind of, what's popped out to me. Because the people that I have not, that have not made it in friendship or we've moved on from each other. It was kind of like on a superficial thing or, or it was like, oh God, I've known you for 12 years. Oh, let me just, let's just hang it on in there. Like, no, that's, that's not what friendship is. That's not what it is. So yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting because I don't think it was just us who have been no. experiencing these things. <laughs> it's, it's come up like i said in multitude of conversations shout out claire we did one specifically on boundaries and she's on right now uh listen to that it was really good hey, and girl. was immediately relevant in my world and no it's, it's come up so much because i think like you said now it's become i hate to say a chore but like you have to put on energy to be like let's zoom call let's call let's catch up versus like i'll see you at the club and like whatever we see each other at 50 tequilas and we call it a day this is like, now we actually have to be like, how are you? What's going on? And there's probably only a few people you do that with anyways. And that's all you really need. Yeah. Right. It's, I don't know. It's opportunity cost. Like you said, if you have other things going on in your life, family stuff, animals, schooling, jobs, you know, there's only so much to go around. And it's, it is a bizarre thing for me to think like, no, you just can't be friends with them. Like, cause to me, it's like, eh, I can work through. You don't need to have these hard lines. And like, actually, yeah okay, call it what you want. 
meaning me, but like, really, are you actually friends? No. So like, just let it Correct. You, I feel like 2020 made people get to the core of everything. So I thought that was very fascinating. Um, another thing that I thought was very interesting was animal adoption. Yeah. Hey, you already know the root. Which I'm so glad to see. Year. Like, ah, shout out Coda. I was gonna, I was looking for yes, him. Yes, and you saw, um, you know, shelters emptied out. Empty, and I waited six months yeah. for Coda, my third rescue pup, and it was like a, not a whole thing, but it was definitely a wait. But I was so glad to see it. Like people are, you know, taking in animals, and it's a big deal. <laughs> I think. It's so good for humans to get back in touch with nature, even if that means having a dog, a domestic dog in your house. It's close. <laughs> I love it. Close you enough. Know, you're an auntie of three. <laughs> like, My mom goes out. Dude, Claire goes, we still have 50 tequila shots also fast. <laughs> Dude, your real friends know. Like it, <laughs> the thing is, your real ones, it didn't change. Like maybe it's digitally, maybe it it's change. not. Like it's so it's it's more just like a mindset of like just let it be what it is and like move on. <laughs> absolutely so I thought that was very fascinating I mean even me being at work like everybody has a COVID dog so yeah. I was like oh, really? oh I need a COVID dog but I'm like <laughs> yes they call it COVID dogs <laughs> did you tell me you have three uh nieces and nephews oh yeah I talk about my nieces and nephews all the time oh good okay you know shout out to Cleo because I always need to let her know she's number one in my life oh, oh good because <laughs> she's listening she's here somewhere uh, and she does not side eye. That's a situation. Yes. <laughs> um, so I thought that was cool. Uh huh. No, I was gonna say you keep going with your thing. I want you to get to like your varsity pro tip therapy nuggets. No, oh, you want to talk about mental health? Yes. Uh so so mental health. Yes, I thought it was very fascinating. I feel like everybody has been having their breakdown breakthrough regardless if they've been getting therapy or not. Me personally, I started therapy, I think May or June of this year. Um, part of it was, uh, well, the majority of it started was from the loss of my grandma last year. So I just really wasn't coping very well. And I just needed to figure out like, what, what, what can I do? What do I need to do? Because like, this is not going to end well for me if I don't seek out help or figure out a new way to think and move on with my life or, you know, figure out how to deal. So that's how that started out for me. But, you know, like therapy, they talk, touch on every aspect of your life. So I thought it was very fascinating because I know a lot of like prescription drugs have like gone up. I know opioids, like they're really restricting that, but I know people have been seeking out more help from therapists. I know that a lot of people have been trying to get in with therapists and therapists are full. So yeah. I thought that was very interesting. What's your take on the whole mental health thing going on so far? I mean, God, I think it's kind of like the race conversation. Like we're long overdue to really start addressing these things like head on and like get into the depths of what's going on, why, and how do we deal with all of it? And how do we unpack it and then deal with it together? Uh, I think, you know, particularly young people trying to digest these really adult conversations, even though they're living in this world on the daily, probably more than a lot of adults, is is intricate and, and right. tricky. Um, but anytime, you know, with me, it's that you can better yourself, dial yourself in, get to know, find some sort of grounding. And again, the coping mechanisms, that skill set 
is so critical. We need that for everything. And just like you, you, all your whole life, it's together. Just like all these things, this, these situations of 2020 of fires and, and natural disasters and the elections crazy and COVID and race wars and all this. I mean, everything's erupting. It's just like your life. You have, you can't, if one thing's out, everything's out. You got to dial it all in. So I yes. think it's critical and I'm glad the conversations yes. are happening. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I guess that leads to, you know, the prepaid gems is what I've been calling it because oh. we've been having multiple conversations about my therapy sessions and I'm like giving you all the free game left and right, which <laughs> love it. <laughs> but I think, you know, I definitely want to touch on mental health because I know people have been going through it. What have people been doing to like keep themselves sane? Um, I know me personally, like I picked up piano. So that's been a sort I my last therapy session, I realized that that's been my source of meditation is okay. me playing the piano. Um, also, I don't I don't know if you noticed, but I, I changed my hair. I but did. I did this myself. I love it. Dude, you're full, like you're full one-stop beauty shop teen situation, Girl, like checking all the boxes. I don't need nothing else. I don't need nothing else but like a, a hair shop to just buy the product and I'll just do it myself. So Seriously. things I've learned in COVID, how to do by myself. <laughs> instead of paying hundreds of dollars to have somebody else do it. But you know, I, I think it's been very fascinating to see how people have coped with COVID. I know that um, puzzles are were out of stock. Like you couldn't find a puzzle because people were like, you know, putting together puzzles to keep themselves sane. People yeah. were buying up, you know, like, uh, like gaming consoles before the PS5 you know, just to keep themselves sane. There's a lot of things that people have been doing to like keep their mental health somewhat okay. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about, like while we're on like with mental health, but like kind of like the overarching thing of like our whole podcast is one of like the prepaid gems that I have is that my therapist talks a lot about unity. And so he says that like unity is essentially what all human beings are striving for. We just need to like work through like the things that like prevent us from getting to unity. So that could be a lack of boundaries. That could be your childhood. That could be fill in the blank. And so I feel like that was very like, you know, transforming for me because I was like, well, what, you know, like you think like very existentially, like what are we even doing here when you're yeah. going through like a really rough time? So I thought that was very interesting. How do you, so, so the one thing that I think is like about unity, I use, I, I use the word unity with like sharing. So when I think of like sharing unity, as in like, like I share like my piano playing with people like you share your podcast with people. Like we all have like skill sets and like passions. And I feel like when we all can like share that with each other freely, it brings us together. And I kind of feel like 2020 has like forced us to do that. Like um, shout out to my friend, Alexis. She's been during COVID, she has been uh, baking up a storm. So she would drop off like, like cookies and like banana bread oh, at yes. my door. Like when COVID was really bad, we couldn't see each other. She would just like drop off food at my door. Aww. So like, I think of like unity is like, what are the things that we are sharing with each other and how can we do that? You know, to like 
bring ourselves together and be like a tighter community and then go up a step further, a better society. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think innately we are humans create, whether that's music or food or whatever, like we need to be creating. And when you pull back and you're quarantined, like you're confined, you do start, you find your outlet to create and that's what ultimately binds us. That's why I love sports and music because it is such a universal language that brings people together. And I mean, most of my like good friends now we met through either a mutual friend or through CrossFit, like fitness or something we already had in common. Um, and then yep. we, you know, we found out how much more we had in common because of those things. So I, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think those unifying points are critical and what we should get back to anyways, because that's what human beings are. Like human beings are creating like that's what our, our brain like the base of yes. you and how you feel good um and shout out to your and she actually has a phenomenal piano video that she learns by ear uh up on facebook right now it's, dude it's pretty impressive and shout out to your sister for doing Thank you. excellent uh cinematography and uh encouragement <laughs> yeah shout out to my sister <laughs> yes facts um yeah so. and so like i thought of like the opposite like, you know, if we're not in unity, you think of like negativity and distrust and boundary violation, like stuff that we were talking about prior, like with like losing friendships or, you know, the state of the world, like disunity. But then like, I still see like the small pieces of unity that come through that still like make me excited. So I still feel like 2020 has like forced us to be creative because there's been so much disunity. So I'm kind of interested to see like what 2021 and like the years beyond bring now that people have like kind of, I feel like people have kind of gotten in touch with their creativity or like their purpose beyond what their job is, their nine to five is every day. I, I agree. I think it's just like the fires or, you know, the, the loss of life we've experienced. Now we're at this point of like, how do we pull back and come back together and figure out like we're at this breakdown point. It's we're at this pivot point. We're, we're ready for this breakthrough point. And I yep. mean, I think that brings yeah the whole entire conversation together about 2020 is this is the breakdown phase. And some of it's like, finally, like we, these needed to happen. And now we have the opportunity in 2021 for the breakthrough phase where we can get our shit together. And I don't think it'll happen right. in a year, but I right. think we, we at least, we, we know what we need to do in, in for the most part. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, number two goes back to what I was talking about earlier because it just goes to the whole po like podcast. But remember I asked you like, what is your plumb line? Yeah. So this isn't necessarily like something that came out of therapy, but it came from like a really good mentor of mine. So once again, think of like a plumb line, like, you know, you tie some, tie a string to the wall and put a weight at the bottom. So it's like completely straight. If yeah. you don't know what your values are, what your standards are, what you care about are, you're going to set that wallpaper off. Or if you eye it, like what she says, if you eye, if you eye it, instead of go off a plumb line, what your true values are, or whatever that is, it's going to be a little bit off. And then you set another set of wallpaper. It's going to be a little bit here. It keeps going. He keeps going. The thing that it makes me think about what I did learn in therapy is perception. So what's important is, is you need to really take care of like your mental health. So you know that whatever you're thinking of or where, whatever perception you have is like the, <laughs> I don't want to say right or wrong, but like a clear perception. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to think of a perception coming from your childhood. 
You don't want to think of a perception of what people told you you can or cannot do because that's going to alter how you see the world. Yeah. So if you keep seeing the world through different ways that is not the true 90 degree angle, it's going to end up super wrong. And then I think that's where a lot, once again, I think it results into like breakdown and what I think we're experiencing in 2020. I think the plumb line, we never really went off a plumb line. We've been eyeing it for centuries and now we're here and now we're having a breakdown breakthrough of like, oh, well, what values and standards should we have in our society? How can we get back here? So I think that's important, like to have the right perception of what's going on around you, because then you can respond correctly because if you're responding like with a lot of like chips on your shoulder you're not going to respond the way that you would prefer to respond or what the occasion asks for yeah i i completely agree i i I do think i mean i think we've been eyeing it as you say for a really long time and or not even that we're just it's been okay to be a certain way forever and now it's not and so like there's some major adjustment across the board that has to happen and it is, the good news is I do think it's happening. I think it's going to happen in our lifetime. Nothing will ever be perfect, but I really do have faith for what's moving forward and for our young people, you know, stepping in and taking the lead eventually. Um, I, I just think there's a lot there. And, and the perception is key too, because we are myopic humans. We see things through our lens and our experience and there's value to that, but that doesn't always mean that that's the truth. And I think you really have to right. see what's, what's truthfully happening in addition to right. how you experience it. And that's how you can make an educated decision action step forward um because we have been living in our own world too much and now we need to see what's really going on exactly and so when you have like a clear mind or clear perception you can make better choices so you're not making choices from your past you're not making choices from fear you're not making choices from emotion so hopefully there's less anger there's less sadness you're able to control your emotions and then you, the way you react to what's happening around you is much better. So that's one thing that I thought was like, oh man. And, and on top of that, if you're able to make better choices, you're able, able to see like what's good and what's not so good for you. So what, when we were talking about friendships at that time with like certain people that I was friends with, my mind wasn't in the right, I, I wasn't having the right perception when I made friends with yeah. certain people. Yeah. So, and I think that once again, my plumb line was off and then you take 10, 15 years, you're going to end up here Mm -hmm. because that's how your friendship started. It's not going to end well if you don't start it right. 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 And And I think that's, mm -hmm. go ahead. I was going to say, some of of those things you just have to learn over time. Like you don't know till you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. But like, I know. I'm like, can we not? I, I know. And it's like, no, we do have to. Like, it's got to be this dramatic because we're probably not going to change if it's not. Right, right. So the last thing that has been like super major to me that came out of therapy, free game, everybody, is the idea of forgiveness. So I know that you and I have had like plenty of conversations about this offline. And so, you know, like depending on what you believe in or how you were raised, whatever, but you know, you, you may have been taught like forgiveness is for you, not the other person. And me, I'm a very rational person of like, how, how 
how is it for me and not them? You know, like tell me how. <laughs> you tell me X, Y, and Z works, I will do it. But if you just tell me because it's like a principle, I'm not doing it <laughs> until yeah. it makes sense for me. So I think, so like we've discussed this, but the, the breakdown breakthrough I had in therapy was forgiveness. I think the missing ingredient that people miss is the, is time. So you have to give time to let true reconciliation play out. So I will speak for myself. Like if I have like a breakdown, trying to have a breakthrough with a friend, I want to have it as soon as possible because my brain works is like, I'm not going to let you sweep things under the rug. And then, you know, we blow up about it later. I'm going to tell you what I don't like right now. We're going to fix it. Or I want you to tell me what you don't like about me right now so I can fix it. But a lot of people don't work that way and you can't force true reconciliation. So me, I'm like, let's fix it. And then people are like, I don't want to fix it right now. Yeah. No, I so I think that's exactly the same Yeah. Oh yeah. So you're like, not a sweep it under the rug person? No, I want to deal with it right then, right there. Like let's <laughs> exercise the demons. But I, I don't think that's the right way to go 98% of the time. Like sometimes it is. Like there are some times where it's like, this is unacceptable <laughs> and we're going to get into it right this second. <laughs> but overall, I think that you, you do need to let it marinate and get clear mind, let the dust settle and then know where, how you want to move forward. So, um, my phone's shutting down now. It's perfect. Um, oh, no. I get all the things, but yeah, but, so yeah. agreed. Like, I feel like don't force it. Don't rush it. Let it happen in its time. And also I feel like it's for healthy relationships, you want to break down, break, maybe you started off on plumb line and it got a little funky, you know, but you know, like only if it's meant relationship. Dude, I'm so with you. And I think I, that's actually like a perfect wrap up point because it's like, this is in, now we've had this year, we've had this, you know, breakdown and not, now we can totally recalibrate and be very intentional on how we want to move forward what we want to do and yes. continue to learn about ourselves, our peers, our people around us, our environment and do better. Like we just need to do better. Everybody. Yeah. And on top of that, like, like we were saying, like, take time, take time to do better. Take time to like reflect. I like, you know, like if you've lost anything or like a friendship or anything, take time to like, think about it, get clear about it. Take time to grieve the friendship. And then take time to forgive yourself. Cause I think a lot of people feel like me personally, I feel like a lot of like inner frustration of like, why did I let it get this far? But you got to forgive yourself. And I, and, and also like what we've discussed, set boundaries and hold on to those boundaries. And I think we're all going to be set, like not just 2020, but like beyond. But I, I'm hoping that like, hopefully some of this free game might, you know, help people want to like, realize like the inner work that they want to do or the inner work that they have been doing and they feel empowered and like to take it on through to 2021 and then some because we're going to be different people after what we've all experienced this year <laughs> i hope so i mean one can only hope like the evolution is moving forward uh yes but, yeah no it's you have no choice yeah, we, we all got to do, I mean, the title of this cast, I literally think is going to be Dear Everyone, Do Better. Like, because that's how we've got to show up for 2021 and like, and, and really just be aware, like work harder, do more. And at the same time, being still, being clear, self-care, like the balance of yeah. 
upping all the angles so we can come correct for this new year coming through. Yeah. And, and let's all set us a new plumb line. Let's start. I feel, I feel like 2020 has made us reset. Now let's like keep it straight and let's see what happens from there and see all of the unity that could come out of it. That's what excites me for next year. Like this year hasn't been tough. Yes. But I think it's been useful in a lot of ways. I completely agree. Um, is there one thing I know we've, I don't want to say like, this has been like a negative. I know there's a lot of negatives in the happenings, but it was kind of more just like factual, but just to end on a positive note, is there one thing you're super grateful for or a few things this year that have really stood out as far as like, uh, keeping gratitude as the forefront of the conversation? Oh God. Okay. So I think like when it ties into like humanity in general like the silver like although it's crap humanity has really like pulled through and made strides so i saw on that like it, it's like little small things for me so i saw on the news that there's this like there are all of these people all over the country making lasagnas for families who don't have enough food and i thought that was beautiful um, I saw that on the news that there are people who are raising money on GoFundMe to give out money to restaurant workers. And I thought that was beautiful. And that made me like, I, I cry all the time. So it made me want to cry. Yeah. So, and then like going like smaller granular, like to my personal life, like I think of all of my family and friends that are still alive. Like I lost my dad this year. So it makes you hold the people that are closer to you so much tighter and appreciate them so much more. So I appreciate, like I told you about my friend Alexis who would just drop off food at my door. Like when COVID was like really intense, she'd be like, here's some banana bread, love you. Okay, bye, you know? Um, there was one time that uh, I was like socially distant hanging out in my mom's front yard. And that was when it was after the George Floyd protest, but it got really intense in Denver. like things were on fire and like, it was a mess. And I live in the middle of downtown. Um, shout out to Adam and Leah. They came and picked me up from my mom's house and I spent the night at their house because I couldn't go home, okay. you know, like little things like that. Um, and I think like overarching for 2020 and, you know, I hate to make it about like race relations, but I really, it really warmed my heart to see people grow their empathy for people of color. Yeah, it that really touched my heart, you know, like, I think people are finally realizing it's not just about me. And like, even speaking as a black woman, it's not just about me. I want rights for Indian people. I want rights for Asian people. I want rights for gay people, you know, so I think like people's empathy outside of their normal is starting to grow. And that has made me happy for 2020. Uh, it, as weird as that sounds. <laughs> that's really well said I, very I, happy. I completely agree I think and even you like you have made me so happy like I started Aww. like a different arm of my business like you know doing my facial kits mm -hmm. and you know you've been super supportive and like getting out the word and stuff like that oh stop it see you got a box right there okay, right like, in it. Right a in lot it. of my friends and family have been so supportive of my business, especially when my business took a nosedive due to, to COVID-19. Yeah. So people have been so supportive and, and you know, like another great thing, you know, like 
obviously like you, I know you hate when like, when people just like talk about all the amazing things that you are, but like, I always say this, like people can give you like 40% and you give them 120% back. And that gives me joy. That makes me happy. That makes me get through 2020. So thank you. Well, I'm glad somebody's <laughs> happy about that. <laughs> of course. You're, no. you're literally the only, like a lot of my friends are very giving in, in X, Y, and Z. And like, they know who they are, but you are like, you're like a multiplier is what I like to think of. Like I could put something in you and you give it back like times five. <laughs> I try. I, I I mean, honestly, I got to give a shout out to uh, my mom's listening. My mom is like the one that's like the baseline of that. Um, she just Mommy. does. Yeah, she does the most. It's so funny. She's jumped back on. I am, but my, my dad too, like they do really give like a hundred when it comes to us and we're doing it. It's all the details. And so that's, that's how I show, you know, my love, my affection, my acknowledgement. Um, so it's a big deal. So Can I appreciate you that you appreciate it was like a bunch of you in every little community in America. Think of how different America would be. I mean, I think even two of us here right now seems like a lot. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if the world's feeling comfortable with that. But I'm not to knock your point. And the compliment genuinely received, I, I appreciate it. And this is why I have the friends I have and the people I keep in my world because they appreciate it. And it's a reflection of how I care. And it comes back full circle to me. Even if you yeah. think you're not doing that much, it is, it is that much to me. And that's why I, I maintain yes. the humans in my world that I do because it's absolute soul fuel for me to have the people that I have now, like this year really has been such a blessing. Some really incredible people have come in my world and they're like my BFFs now. And we talk about important shit and hard shit and all the things that are good and bad and yes. everything in between. So it's, it's, it's definitely, it's a genuine blessing. And that's what I want for everybody. I yeah. want everybody to experience that. Yeah. So that's what I hope for society, not just our communities and our small friend groups, but for society going forward. I have faith. And that's the note all in done. I do. I, I appreciate that so much. And you know, I, I appreciate you. And I know our conversations serendipitously started like with a point where we're both locked down for like an hour and a half or two hours to like become friends and like get to know <laughs> core values and what's going on in our, that our yes. high schools are five seconds apart. I mean, so I, you know, there's no mistake in things. And I, yes. I think you said it really well that this, this human side that's come out from all this, you know, tragedy and breakdown and, and misfortune, um, that human silver lining is really shining through. So I have full faith. We can do collectively the Care Bear Stare and get to the next level. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I haven't thought about that in years. <laughs> it's real. It's real. Um, all right. I'm going to let you do your thing. I appreciate you. I hope this audio is okay. Poor Theon. I got to give a shout out to We're Theon. so sorry, Theon. We love I, you I, so much. Dude, he does all the things. He's, I got to do a full thank you to him and Fide, our, our TNT team that's super small, but they really are the gears in the wheels. So I appreciate them deeply. Um, I appreciate you. I will have this out Wednesday. Uh, just keep being the bright light that you are. That's all we really need in this world. Yes. And you do the same. All we can do is shine our light and hope that it just, you know, rubs off on everybody else. A hundred. And in the meantime, keep the, uh, situation i should do a thank you to tequila that gives us temporary vacations from all this insanity that makes it easy man amen, <laughs> amen. so real agreed <laughs> well oh, thank you again for having me i love doing these with you yes. and until next time yes and it'll be sooner this time because we got i have like a bunch of ideas that are coming up but i know you stay ready so stand by oh of course <laughs> and i appreciate you i'll holler at you 
Of course. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.